Blog Talk Radio.
Father, we praise you, Lord God, and we thank you, Father, for bringing us to a new level of understanding of the things that are happening around the world and blessing us with uh, details that um, are very difficult to find. Um, we can try, and we will definitely get more details in every every uh, area that we can dive into, every rabbit hole. Praise God, but thank you, Jesus. But, Father, we just want to praise you for giving us a very, uh, you know, kind of like a ISS space station level view of the things that we can anticipate coming our way, uh, regardless pretty much of where we live, although certain parts of the Earth will be impacted much harder than others. But we see the things uh, you know that are of the most uh, of the greatest of importance we know that these things are leading to the the revelation 13 beast government we know uh you know ultimately that the antichrist is at the helm right now we know that um you know we are on an eminent uh a highly highly eminent uh, uh i don't know a point in time when the fallen angelic beings the those uh that are in some type some cases referred to as stars uh you know uh and of course uh it, you know the, the fallen angels. The fallen angels will be brought down with the dragon, as it is referred to essentially in the book of uh, in Revelation chapter 12. And there's so much, Father, and we just praise you for all of these details because we, while we don't know all the little things that are going to happen in a perfect order, and we can make certain assumptions based upon what the forces of the darkness and the global satanic crime syndicate are saying um, uh, about the next pandemic and what it may look like, um, we 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 can't really stitch all the pieces together. We don't know when the, when North Korea is going to uh, attack the United States and sink the aircraft carrier. We don't know uh, when uh, the F-35 sorties are going to fly into Iran and, and uh, nuclear bomb the uh, Fort Dow facility um, uh, you know, we, you know, from Israel. We don't know uh, when the ceremony event uh, of the uh, Iranian nuclear-tipped missile is going to be launched out of Libya. We don't know so many of these things. We don't know when the Cascadia subduction zone event is going to occur. 
We know that we have prophecies, Father God, that match up pretty darn good. Thank you, Jesus, uh, with the uh, the cadence, the cadence of the events that are occurring today. Uh, and we praise you, Jesus, for uh, Sister bon, Bonnie's Bonds blogs, prophecies from back in 2013, uh, one in which I think rings true in a lot of our minds where it said things will start to begin to happen so fast that we will barely be able to get our breath be, between them. Uh, and uh, we can certainly see that cadence increasing to the point where it is very difficult for us to be able to, not only is it impossible really for us to convey uh, the sheer magnitude of the events that are occurring, but the speed of which they are unraveling, they're happening so fast. And we just praise you for this, Father, because you did warn us about it. Uh, but they are indeed happening so fast that it is very hard for even us, those of us who are probably at, at the epitome of being awake and aware, um, uh, it, it's, it's exceedingly difficult even for us to be able to try to keep up with it all. We have to let certain things, we only got so much time, uh, I can only talk so fast, there's only so much retention that an individual can have, uh, only so many times a person can hit rewind, uh, you know, and then even then it's still kind of a blur of confusion because the reality is that we don't know. We, we know. we know because of your mercy, uh, probably a good number, maybe 80% of the major events that are that are coming this way, but we don't know which ones of those are going to happen before or after the barley harvest, first fruits rapture, praise God, the gathering of the omer, the barley, thank you, Jesus. Um, and we don't know. We, we just simply don't know. And so we lay our hands, we, we, we lay ourselves into your holy hands, Father God. We lay ourselves into your holy hands, our Lord Jesus. We praise you for allowing us to consecrate ourselves into your complete and total ownership. We allow and we, we beseech you to do what do with us whatever you will, whatever you may do. We thank you. We praise your name. If we need chastening, if we need a, uh, more wisdom uh, in uh, analyzing our behavior so that we can correct our course, if we need to uh, repent of certain things uh, in our lives, what, you know, that, that seem uh, to us to be perfectly fine because, you know, that, that, you know, for a myriad of various reasons, uh, but you would rather we not, then Father, we just ask you to provide that wisdom to us in accordance with your promises in the word of James 1 verse 5. If anyone seeks wisdom, let them ask God who gives to all liber liberally and without reproach. And we're asking for that liberal download, Father God, that anointing that and, and, and help us, Father, in the midst of all of this cataclysmic turmoil that is going on across the world and the threats that are occurring against mankind that are so, they're pretty scary and creepy. And Father, we need to come to a place where that, that not only are we able in the midst of all of this uh, chaos to be able to hear your the wisdom that you're outpouring into our hearts so that we can make those necessary adjustments. And we pray that we have more time, yes, indeed, uh, to spend on our knees in worship and praise, understanding the power of praise, understanding that the power that, that by virtue of us praising you more, we are accelerating the rate of speed at which you are able to communicate with us. We are accelerating the rate of speed at which we are able to receive uh, your blessings and your outpouring of, of not only just wisdom, but the answers to our prayers. And, um, and we're also um, bringing down, uh, you know, you inhabit the praises of your people, Father God, as it says in the scripture. And we need that. We need that power. We need that holy fire to wrap itself around every utterance of praise, every utterance of prayer. Let us be the persistent widow. Let us never give up. Let us constantly praise you no matter how just absolutely miserable some of the things appear to be, uh, knowing that you will always have us in the protection of your holy hands and knowing that if it is our time to go, that it, we won't feel any pain.
pain, and we will simply see you. That's what we want to see, Father. We want to be in your your throne room in the city of the living God amongst an, an innumerable company of angels, just men made perfect. We want to be in your presence. We pray that you will allow us to ascend the holy hill, and we praise you, Lord Jesus, for all of your advocacy, your helping hand. We thank you for uh, your for dying on that cross for us, for raising from the dead, for giving us the hope that, that we need so much right now. We thank you for uh, Shabbat that is right on the cusp uh, and aligned with Pentecost. We praise you for the counting down of the Omer and the collection of the sheaves of barley. We thank you for the symbolism that this uh, represents, and we are very hopeful and believe with all of our hearts that you, Father God, through your endless and unspeakably amazing mercy, will save each of our souls in a slippery escape. That's the Hebrew, uh, that's the Hebrew, um, uh, tr- real Hebrew translation of the word delivered uh, in the bo- uh, book of Daniel 12. Father, through a th- slippery escape but at the perfect timing to get us out of this place uh, before things get absolutely horribly bad. We expect it will get somewhat worse than it is right now, maybe substantially worse than it is right now, but we are believing in your mercy. We are believing in your anointing. We are believing in your divine protection. We are believing that we are residing in a secret place of the most high. We are believing that you are going to protect us in the way that you have uh, uh, proclaimed our protection in Psalm 91. And we ask you, Father, if there is anything, any element, any attribute, any behavior in our lives that might uh, hinder our ability to receive all of that divine protection and to fall in, uh, you know, to to not only fall totally in love with you and our Lord Jesus, which we are always, it's it's part of the walk, but also to come to a place where we utterly and totally trust you, no matter how absolutely chaotic scary uh you know that the that the things that are that are happening around us uh and the rate of speed that they're happening uh is occurring and we just praise your holy name for that we thank you for your mercy we praise you father for bringing us to this place because it's a much better place to be where we are as scary as and troubling as it may be at times it is much better to be where we are now than where people will be who believe they understand what is coming but really don't completely get the whole picture. And we just give you all the honor, glory, praise, worship. Father, we cannot thank you enough. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your revelations. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for your ascension. Thank you for Pentecost. Praise you, Jesus, for Shabbat. We thank you for the Shabbat wedding, and we cannot wait to be a part of it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray and thank you, Father God, forever and ever. Amen.
Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, um, <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, I'm just going to not pay attention for, at the moment to what my blessed, blessed, and I love them dearly, brothers and sisters are saying to me because, you know, it, it's not possible. It is not possible for me to explain to other people of any type, of no matter how long they've known me. It could be 12 years. It could the whole time they could have been around since the very beginning of the program and the web, website even. Um, but, um, you know, and I know I've got – thank you. God bless every one of you that have emailed me and said, I feel like I know you. I feel like you're, you know, a close friend, a brother, you know, and that kind of stuff. That really blesses me. Uh, that really does bless me. And I praise God for that. Um, it, it, you know, and, um, and, and I can, I can see how that would be po- possible and likely. Um, but uh, the craziness, the insanity, the chaos that's associated with <laughs> My life is uh, not something that's communicable. I, I cannot communicate it. It's not something that I can share. I can um, have my little moments uh, on the program because I've just you know gone through unbelievable things at work or whatever the case is, and I'm utterly exhausted and can barely form a sentence. Uh, but uh, you know, and and I can talk about the things, but it's like you know. Very, 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 you know, you just can't, you know, how I could not sit down at a table, I, I, admittedly so, with a criminal lawyer who has five or six people's lives in their hands, and if they make one teeny-weeny little mistake, and they know all five of the people are innocent. Can you imagine what the lawyers must feel like for the J6 people that they're, where they're inventing and twisting the law to put them? I mean, oh, my gosh, how horrible. How could you sleep at night? And, um, you know, uh, so anyway... It, it's it's a weird – I live a very weird life, and that's just how it's going to have to be. So what happens is I have you know precious, very close to me brothers and sisters that have been helping me with the radio show for years and years and years and years. And they'll ask me things like, how are you doing? You know, what's going on? You know, um, the, you know did I do this? Right? You know, did I, did I communicate that with you? And I, you know, sometimes the only thing I can respond to that, back to them is utter chaos, utter chaos. Things are going, you know, it's not that things are going bad. It has nothing. It's not like that. It's just that the, the speed, the sheer speed of the events coming in, the sheer speed of the news reports coming in, the sheer speed of the questions that are coming in, the sheer speed of the emails that I have to answer, the sheer speed of the phone ringing over and over again, the sheer speed of the attacks, you know, and, and, I, and I'm not talking about like the devil showing up and going blah, 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 or any of that kind of stuff. But, you know, the, 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 the darkness is always going to be throwing more you know i used to say this all the time and i use this uh i don't know what you want to call it it's not an analogy it's more of a metaphor well maybe it's a combination but whatever uh you know watermelons in your bowling lane i mean you know you're trying to bowl and you you only have so much time to bowl you know roll that ball so many times before you have to get out of there you know there's a time ticker clock going tick 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 and somebody's like you know there's always something somebody something someone some event homeowners insurance whatever it is somebody is causing and and that's how it is. And I really think, you know, Satan has been let off of his leash. I, I really believe that with all of my heart. And I know an awful lot of people because of the diversities of who we are in as the body of Jesus Christ. I know an awful lot of people that are in a different world. 
They just are. And it's not a bad thing. I don't mean this to sound like I'm picking on them. I am not. It is not like that. I promise. Um, I just got off the phone, believe it or not. I've, you know, of course, this would be exactly how it would go uh, with my sister, who I love. Um, and she had a wonderful Easter dinner with her friends and family, a lot of them that I know. And, um, uh, you know, she was kicking back with a glass of wine, and she just wanted to chat with her brother, which was really cool. Of course, it was 10 minutes before the show started. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and give you a big old laundry list of crazy wacky things that are going on, but the crazy wacky things are going on, and and quite frankly, the only time, most of the time, that I'm able to even, you know, try try to disconnect from it all, is you know, like I'll I'll pick a day, a random day, uh, and since I got a long weekend this weekend, because I guess the, you know, I'm just going to assume that people that founded the company that I'm working for are Christians, so they decided to call it a spring holiday, so you get in charge with all of the woke, and uh, you know, and. and and that's what they called it. So uh, Friday, so I took I took Friday off, uh, you know, and everybody that is a regular attendee of the prayer vigil knew that. Um, I didn't really give specifics about why or how or when, uh, but I went ahead and did the prayer vigil on Saturday because I missed doing it and I wanted to I wanted to be with the Lord. I wanted to take communion. I wanted to praise him and um, and share a testimony that uh, I got a lot of emails uh, from folks, you know, pretty good amount, uh, you know saying what a blessing it was um even some of them very supernatural um and uh so anyway that was that was a good thing and praise god for that but the rapid fire succession of of the events that are happening across the world the speed at which they are happening i think very few people out there um when i talk to fellow brothers and sisters that are awake and aware and they tell me you know who they're listening to what they're learning how fast they're learning it and that kind of stuff and then i go back to the sources of information that i'm tracking i'm like uh no, no. And um, I just know that it, it, it really is moving an, an awful lot faster than most of us understand. And I do believe with all of my heart that that is by design. Okay, I honestly believe with from the very now. Now, here's the thing. The one thing that can happen more than anything else is that the forces of darkness and we learn this very Clearly, I think, from Robert Vandrius Mitchell, who was – I'm just he's, – he's Illuminati, bloodline family, uh, horribly, horribly abused, and um, Montauk chair, the whole thing, uh, absolutely 100 percent legit, just like Sister Elena. And we are blessed to have him, but he, he was the one that brought to my attention. I was not really aware to, of the amount of infighting that occurs in a global Santana crime syndicate. So what happens is when things start to get bumpy, even they, uh, as uh, – uh, sick and twisted as they actually are, uh, and the, you know, as evil as they actually are, um, even they can start to get a little sideways on the master plan and, uh, you know, like Macron. Uh, clearly, bloodline Illuminati, I don't want to – I don't know – how could any of us know for sure which ones are reptilian beings, which ones are doing this freaky deaky weird mask thing that we're, is really being released? Now, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I just like some creepy stuff. But anyway, um, we don't know. Uh, you know, we don't know how many of them. Uh, we don't know what we're dealing with in each one of these, you know, global leaders, and and uh, we don't know how much of any, if any, if any humanity is left in them. And we also, the other thing we don't know is when they are perfectly possessed by a, a reptilian overlord being, um, what we do not know is um, to what degree 
um, their humanness occasionally shows up. Okay, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into analyzing all of this. I could use lots of examples of it. I mean, even, the, you know, with Jesus hanging from the cross and saying, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? And, you know, oh, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, if, if that kind of stuff can happen to Jesus where he would have a human moment, you know, Father, if it is at all possible, take this cup from me. Uh, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You know, the, these, these were moments that he had knowing and facing the, the horror that he had to face. And I praise God for him. I mean, oh, my gosh, we should all be absolutely head over heels in love with him for the, to do what he did for us and, 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 and also to be our advocate and, and fighting for us in, in the courts of heaven. Uh, as the accuser of the brethren is surely accusing every single one of us as much as he possibly can to throw a, a, a you know endless stream of explosive uh, nitroglycerin filled uh, watermelons in our bowling alleys okay and that is exactly how it works and so um, it is a dynamic uh, that is a delta as you know amongst different you know different different not listeners but different believers across the world um, and um, you know it, it definitely has been my position that the more uh, you are throwing the more miserable you're making Satan's life and the more of a prayer word that you are, the more spiritual warfare tactics that you employ, real serious ones in your prayer life. Not everybody does it, and that's fine. I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying, if you're launch, launching genuine holy fire salvos right into the camp, the enemy camp, who's going to draw the fire? I mean, just parallel that to uh, you know any any war situation. You know, if you if you're a platoon that's hiding down in the trenches and you don't want anybody to see you and you're covered in mud and and they can't see you from the satellites or the drones or whatever the case is, are you going to draw any fire? No. But if you are throwing, if you are shooting salvos, you know, if you are shooting, uh, you know, uh, HIMARS uh, missiles from your missile launcher into the enemy's camp using spiritual warfare tactics in your prayer life, which you, I think I personally believe we all ought to be doing that. But there are a lot of believers out there that don't believe in it. It doesn't mean they, ha they haven't had anointed lives. It doesn't mean they're not, not making a wonderful impact on the kingdom. That's not it. It's just that when, when Satan sees where the HIMARS rockets are coming from, let me tell you something. He's going to attack that, that, in, in, that, in, that base camp. He's going to try to take you out. So if you don't have extra divine protection, extra divine you know, holy fire, extra divine thorny hedge of protection around about you, extra angels assigned to you, you're, you, you, you know, it's going to tip over your apple cart, and you're going to go through a lot of things very similar to some of the things that I've been through, but, you know, um, uh, you know, and, or worse maybe even. So who knows? We don't know. Um, and then, you know, different people will choose different things. Some people will decide, hey, uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Some people can't handle uh, the constant salvos, the constant uh, battering that occurs when you're at war with um, second order demons, you know, when you're fighting principalities and powers and spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. A lot of people say that you're not supposed to do it. I disagree with that. I, my, my Bible says that we wrestle against them. And the last time I watched a wrestling match, there wasn't anybody sitting in a corner wiping their eyes. Okay? It's an active sport. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, from both sides. All right. So anyway, so all that being said, that's just my personal take on things. I am not suggesting that this has to be everybody's calling because that is not the case. The Bible does not re reveal that. The Bible reveals that we all have different, you know, potentially different callings. Some of us might have the same one. Some of us might have different ones. It doesn't matter. But one of the things that we all have in common is we all are called to pray. And we do know uh, we are called to pray and we're called to praise. We're called to be 
be in love with our Father. We're called to be in love with Jesus, and we're called to do good works, okay? And all those things are very, very important to our Heavenly Father. And works do include prayer, and works do include praise. It works really, I think a better word is behaviors, Okay, I think that's a better word than the word works. But, um, you know, but anyway, praise God. Um, you know, it, it's it's a crazy, crazy world that we live in right now. I think anybody that's even mildly awake is aware of that. But not everybody is. And it's not their fault. Now, you know, you know, my sisters are pretty awake and aware to a whole lot of stuff. So in the grand scheme of the entire collection or portfolio of all of the end times creepy weirdness that's going on across the world, um, you know, they're hitting right probably around 40 percentile. They're aware of it, but they also believe that, you know, they're, they're in a place where they think things are going to turn around. They're watching Donald Trump, and, and that's where they – that's it. That's as high up on the ladder as they're at. And, they're you know, they believe that God's going to turn things around and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and I'm not – you know, I'm not getting in the middle of that. All right. Um, then there are those who are a little bit further up the chain of understanding um they and i'm not you know getting getting, but those of us who are really really in tune with the stuff that's happening and the speed at which it's happening like for example they have already created the vaccination the vaccine formula that with the mrna and the uh, graphene oxide and all that you know infrastructure for the mark of the beast and the DNA um, triggers for CRISPR and all that, you know, being able to kill you from around the world, literally press a button and drop somebody dead. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, that when they were rushing over to these big lines to have a Q-tip stuffed up their nose, that they were actually giving a DNA uh, sampling of themselves to the forces of darkness. Okay. Now, am I seeing that every single location that was doing PCR tests uh, were doing that? I don't know. But I do know that there are whistleblowers out there that have made very substantial claims that those were being used for DNA samplings and being tied to individuals. And when they have that information, then through the 5G towers, which I've got some more information on that, which, of course, is not exactly pleasant. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, they will be able to press just like just like Nicholas Rockefeller, you know, told um, um Oh, what's his name? Uh, it's a slipping my name, but uh, just like he was told by you know Nicholas Rockefeller said, you know, we want to be able to turn off your chip if you if you create any kind of a problem. Well, now we're talking about nanotechnologies, the graphene oxide. We're talking about who knows what other things haven't been spotted yet that somebody's going to come forth with. But by that time. You know, it's water under the bridge. I mean, they're already scanning. They already have scanners set up at airports where they're scanning people's bodies, you know, from across the room as they're walking through the lines at the airports that, you know, just they can actually radiate, irradiate, you know, radiate them from the console and they can see reflections of the graphene oxide coming back on their panels. Okay, so they're actually able to see whether or not you're fully, you know, Pfizer vaxxed or Moderna vaxxed because the other ones don't really. I mean, they do bad things. Don't get me wrong. Or they can. But the ones that that I'm aware of, the only ones that I'm aware of that had the the, the full luciferese, the, the whole uh, graphene oxide formula with the hydra creature in it and all that other 
who knows what else. Okay, those were mostly Pfizer. Okay, and, and there's nobody. I mean, you got to really be. Compl- I mean, I don't even know what to say. How can how can anybody not know that Pfizer is one of the most satanic organizations in the entire world? I mean, did did they miss you know the stuff that happened at the Grammys? Did they miss the stuff that happened at the Super Bowl? Are they missing the? Are they missing all these things? And are they and are they seeing it? And it's not making a connection, you know. And then what about all the people that were back in 2016, 2015, 2014 that were coming forward, pastors and preachers and authors of books that were telling everybody that Obama's the Antichrist, and then they turn around and uh, just because Biden or somebody else gets elected in the presidency, they drop it. They drop it and move on to the next subject. And I'm thinking to myself, what? You know, why would you do that? You know, and, and it's like they're un- they've lost their awareness. They're not even aware that Obama is running these things. He's driving the country into the ground. They're unaware of the whistleblower testimonies that I've played for you from from super hyper. I don't even know what to call them. Black ops or the blackity, blackity, blackityest of the tippity top of the evil ops of the of the, um, you know, because um, there's so many levels of, of black ops. You know, how do you define it? I mean, there's rhyolite clearances. There's like something like up to. 50 or maybe even more different levels of clearances that are above top secret SCI. Okay. That, that's just a label for entry. You know, there's, there's cosmic clearances, there's all kinds of clearances and they're all need to know. And so, so, you know, and, and so when we get these whistleblower testimonies that come right out and say, Hey, you know, I was part of, of an FBI task force that was, that knew about Barry Satoro coming out of Kenya and going to be propped up as the, as the president of the United States. We knew about it. We knew that he was, going to be put in that position to destroy the United States. When they were told those things, I mean, how profound, and that we were able to even find these audio bites to, to have possession of them, to be able to share them with one another, to be that level of awake and aware, and then also to have the alien dynamic. That is the missing link that so many people are unaware of. Um, and, and quite frankly, I, you know, a lot of the people that are awake, they're awake and aware to CBDCs, they're awake and aware to FedNow, they're awake aware to uh, the collapse of the banking system, the establishment of the, you know, the vaccines as being a part of the, you know, global control grid. They're, they're, they, they get a lot of the stuff, but they don't have any idea what's coming toward them with the fallen angelic alien problem, okay, which is most unfortunate, I must say, because what's going to happen is they're going to get slapped with that issue, and they're not going to be prepared for it. They're not going to be emotionally prepared. They're not going to see it coming. Their their minds are going to be blown. It is not going to be some fake holographic noise, you know, blue beam thing that some lying sack of whatever. Okay, I don't know if Sergio Manast was part of the Black Ops psyops or Project Blue Beam or not. But nowadays, if I go back and knowing what I know right now, and I read, I actually physically read the Sergio Manast white paper on Project Bluebeam, I look at it and I'm like, this is sophomoric. This is, compared to what we know right now that is going on across the world, when you read it nowadays, now 10 years ago when you read it, it was like, wow, this is very feasible. I can see how this can work. Uh, nowadays, with the information that we have, when you go back and you read it, you're like, this is like a third grader wrote it. So you know it's a PSYOP, and and that's fine. Uh, praise God that at least we know it now that it is a PSYOP, and there are people out there that won't let go of it. Um, there, you know, and that's okay. You know, we we it, it's it's just in in. I like to remember people in prayer. I like to when I'm spending time with. Jesus in the morning and our father in the morning and oftentimes with, you know, hanky and tears and anointing myself with oil and stuff. I like to remember 
to pray for our fellow brothers and sisters, kind of a broad stroke of the prayer pen, if you will. Um, In other words, there's so much diversity, so many differences between our brothers and sisters and what they believe, what they're willing to believe, what they shouldn't ought to believe, and what they need to believe. And I just ask God to level that out, to, to bring them to a higher level of wisdom, to touch them, to anoint them, to prepare them for the things that are coming. There's some really great ministries out there that are, that are catching on fast uh, to the stuff that's happening, the dynamics of the end time and how quickly it's coming this way, but they're, they're missing pieces of the puzzle. And there's all, and that's okay. You know, I, unfortunately, some of these pieces of the puzzle are extremely important. They're extremely important. But that's that's okay. You know, Jesus told me when I was bawling like a baby, standing downstairs, you know, beside the kitchen counter or whatever, you know, because I was feeling like I was just not successful. I couldn't get through to people. It was too much information. And he told me, he said, I, you weren't sent to save the world I was. So get back to work and be a good boy, <laughs> essentially. Okay, he didn't say it like that, but, you know, it was kind of, you know, I came to save the world, not you. Don't worry about it. Okay, so um, all I can, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm going to continue to do what I can do. I'm praising God that he has uh, continued to bless me in, in a manner that he has. Um, what I cannot do is impart, it's absolutely an act of impossibility. I cannot impart the experiences that I've had throughout my life. I cannot impart the supernatural nature of the knowledge and the wisdom or whatever you want to call it that I've been given. Some of it's experiential. Some of it is, uh, you know, books that I've read, documentaries that I've read, uh, things that I've seen in the Bible that the Lord has shown me. Uh, You know, the the list is huge. Um, Books that are out of print right now that I have copies of that right now would cost people thousands of dollars to even hope to get a hold of if you could find it. Things, you know, that, but I got them for 35 bucks in the nick of time. You know, these were all acts of God. And, and when, and, and I can't put all that, I can't communicate that. I just can't. So what I can do is I can share, you know, I can, I, I praise God for the solo shows that I have. And I thank every one of you that have uh, emailed me and said, boy, I really, really love it when you do the solo shows. Um, because it encourages me because I always feel like, I don't know, I don't want to let anybody down. And I always feel as I'm approaching a solo show, like I'm not going to have anything to talk about, but I, and, you know, that, that, that's ridiculous. Uh, it never happens. And there's always something that I have to talk about. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. All right. So anyway, all that being said, the world is insane. What is going on is insane. All right. Um, so what we're just going to do is we're going to go ahead and blow uh, right into the, you know, just tally and away we go. Uh, darn the torpedoes kind of thing. Uh, we're going to do like we do, you know, uh, you know, and just body slam our way through an incredible amount of information. And and it doesn't seem to be letting up. I just want you to know that. It really doesn't seem to be letting up, which surprises me because if we would have gone back a year ago, a year, you know, 1.5 years to two years ago, as much as we were dealing with, it's nothing like it is now. Not even close. All right, praise God. And I do believe that that by the time the entities blabber their master plans at the at Davos or whatever it is that that, that it's already too late it's um some people think it's programming or lesser magic or whatever i don't think it's that i think it's already too late they already know it's too late there's no way that we can get get around them there are so many exits ahead of us that it is unbelievable and there's still gazillions of Christians and people out there that believe that they're going to get ahead of them, uh, people that are going to patriots, that are going to stand up for America, and they're going to get ahead of them. And I'm like, I see it all the time. I see the rhetoric, and I'm like thinking to myself, no, you're not. 
You don't, you don't even realize what you're dealing with. You haven't even put the, the, the Obama equation together. If you don't have that equation, then you don't, you, 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 you're lost. You're absolutely lost. And so, um, but they don't see it. You know, what they'll do is they'll put like a collage of pictures of, of the evil empire. You know, they'll put a collage and they'll put like Soros at the top of it. Soros isn't at the top of it. You know, he's part of it for sure, but he's not at the top. Okay, so anyway, uh, it's anyway, it's all kind of water under the bridge, but I think it is vitally important that I'm able to at least try my very best to communicate with the listeners of this program the magnitude of the challenge of trying to get the top information out in a coherent way that it hopefully makes some sense as we each pray and seek God and watch. We're supposed to watch and pray. That is, that was a commandment. We're supposed to watch for Jesus. We're supposed to watch the things that are happening around the world. We're supposed to be at the ready. We are the fig tree generation, and that's an understatement. And we're supposed to be ready. And pray a lot. All right. And 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 we we talk about it all the time. It's there's nothing to be afraid of. I'm not afraid. You know, the I, I mean, there are things that could potentially happen to me that I would probably be afraid of. You know, if they're going to saw me in half or something or, or torture me. That would you know, but I, we even have testimonies. I don't have time to play them, but we got testimonies on the radio show console of a woman who is uh, doing uh, Jesus ministry work in Nepal. And evidently, the Nepalian police came and, for whatever reason, they were in a village, and they came and they picked them up. They arrested them. And she was taken to a Nepalian uh, uh, police department, and they beat her. They beat this young woman who was, you know, uh, you know she was preaching Jesus. They beat her. And she came on... Um, uh, you know, uh, Voice of the Martyrs and gave her testimony of what happened while she was being beaten. And she told people, she said it was like a miracle. She said, I should have been feeling incredible pain, but I wasn't. And I just kept telling them that Jesus loves them. And then they eventually let her go. You know, those are the kinds of miracles that we have to expect because that's exactly what is going to happen if we do find ourselves in a crummy position or bad place. God is going to provide for us. Look, the Lord needs us. The Lord, I don't, I don't want that to sound like we're that special because I don't, I, I, don't, I don't want to sound puffed up, okay? But think about it. How many, I mean, there's a lot of people out there. There are a lot of people out there that do know. And, and, and you know what? Even if all they think is aliens or demons— Good enough. There's this uh, phrase. It's um, I don't know what to call it. It's a phrase. It's a colloquialism that's used in business. It's known as good enough. You understand? That's good enough. That's good enough. Praise God. We what we don't want to do is derail them if that's where they're comfortable at, and they, you know that they're going to be able to do you know good things for the kingdom by saying they're bad, they're bad, they're demons, they're demons. You know what? It, it's irrelevant. Good enough. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's that's fine. I think it's exciting to understand the cosmology of God's creation. I think it's exciting to understand, and it's highly motivational, but. 
the vast majority of Christians out there won't accept it. They don't want nothing to do with it. And that's perfectly fine, as long as they know that when they show up, they're the bad guys. That's all they need to know. Even if some of the good guys are actually up there, it's not all that important because none of us down here are going to be able to do anything about it anyways. And if you're praying, in the mighty name of Jesus, I command you into the pit, and it's a good guy, it ain't going to have no effect on him anyways. (laughs) So it's really irrelevant. Oh, hallelujah. Let me drink some water here. Hmm. Ah, thank you, Jesus, for your water. We praise you, Father, for every drink of water. We praise you, Father. Oh, 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 uh, the Lord placed this upon my heart. I hope that you remember this. It is really easy to forget. Really easy. Please remember this. They are getting, they are starting, they're doing trials of vaccinating food. We already know that. Please, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, oh, listener of this program, when you eat food, Pray over it. Pray our Father's blessings. Pray for purity. Pray in the name of Jesus. Because if they if they slip us a Mickey, we don't want it to have any effect on us, and we're not going to see it coming. They've even removed the country labels off of food now to try to get us. That's how evil this is. At this time in the information that I have been privy to thus far, and I am trying to monitor on monitor it on behalf of all the listeners of the program, they are not yet active in the United States. They are doing pilots of this activity in China. They may be doing some pilots in other parts of the world. I do not know. I'm trying my best to keep my finger on the pulse of it. I know that there are uh, it, whistleblowers have come forward and said that there are institutions, there are agencies, there are groups, you know, of farmers that have formed coalitions, and they're all trying to fight against it. But what do you think is going to happen? I think we already know it's going to happen, and it's not good. That's why I'm pleased, in the mighty name of Jesus, going forward, we should all be doing it anyway. But now it is of paramount importance that we take the time and we fervently pray over our food and our drink and everything else that we put into our bodies. Because we are given the power of the Godhead. And it doesn't matter if you see, doesn't matter, there's, blessed are they who believe and have not seen. And when Jesus says that, he meant it. All right? Pray over your food. Pray over your water. Pray over everything that you drink. Pray for purification. Pray for the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray that you will be divinely protected in accordance with Luke 10, 19, Mark, uh, 6, Mark 16, 16, 17, and 18. Pray in the name of Jesus over everything, because right now we're entering into a period of darkness, and, we, and most people don't even see it coming. And I believe with all of my heart, if, as long as we're praying, God will purify everything in advance of it entering our bodies, because that's what my Bible says, and I believe. I believe my Bible. I hope you do, too. Praise God. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So on that note, kids, are you ready for a few jokes? Let's cheer things up a little bit here. 
Kids, are you going to pray over your food and pray over your water and everything? Are you going to do that? Are you going to pray over the ice cream that your mom and dad are going to give you tonight? Are you going to pray over those mini Snicker bars that your mom and dad might give you, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks from now, whatever, as a treat? Okay. What about a little sip of water that you get because your mom's, you know, because you're getting ready to go to bed? Are you going to pray over that? <laughs> All right. Now, that's what Jesus kids do. Jesus kids pray over everything. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, kids. Here, here. Let's 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 uh, let's have a little bit of let's put a smile on everybody's face. All right, kids. What do you call an ant who fights a crime? I know you're thinking back in, into all of your Looney Tune days. You know when when cartoons were. When you really had to search for the Illuminati stuff in the cartoon, <laughs> you know, it wasn't so obvious. But anyway, kids, what do you call an ant who fights crime? A vigil ante. <laughs> kids, a vigil ante. What do you think? Come on. Give me a... Th- all right. All right. Spanky, what is on that tablet? Spanky, show me what's on... Oh, that's kind of cool. He wrote yay on the tablet. <laughs> All right. You know, you're working on the right side. Okay. Thank you there, Brother Spanky. Praise God. All right. Sometimes Spanky's up to no good, aren't you, Spanky? All right. So, um, kids, kids, what is fast, loud, and crunchy? Fast, loud, and crunchy. A rocket chip. You know, a rocket chip. You know, like a potato chip is a rocket or something like that. What? Spanky, what's on the sign for Spanky? Oh, boo? Oh, come on, kids. Oh, that's just, Spanky, stop that. Put that dang nabbit tablet down. Oh, my gosh. Okay, kids, why did the teddy bear say no to dessert? Why did the teddy bear? I love teddy bears. I got them all over the house. Why did the teddy bear say no to dessert because she was stuffed <laughs> the teddy bear was stopped come on <laughs> oh, all right ice cream for everybody hallelujah all right gonna pray over your ice cream kids gonna pray over it okay then you are set because Luke 10:19 says, "Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you." Hallelujah! <laughs> Praise God! Thank you, Jesus. All right, so let's head into the news. Very spooky stuff here. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, what? Not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This one here requires a little bit of a stinger intro.
Jesus. All right. So, um, Bill Cooper. Um, now, without going, you know, I'm not going to get into the Wikipedia lies. Um, what I'm just going to do is tell you, without going into detail, that essentially Will, Milton William Cooper was a United States Naval Intelligence uh, officer. And he was placed in charge of reviewing information for naval intelligence that was highly classified and associated with the alien or extraterrestrial problem. Okay, and when he saw how real it was, um, it opened up this massive inquisitive can of worms, and one thing led to another sort of like, my walk to some degree. And um, anyway, um, he put a lot of stuff together. The guy was absolutely brilliant. Um, he tried to warn people for many years. Uh, it's actually kind of surprising how long they allowed him to operate and do his radio program to awaken people, uh, you know, to wake people up. But eventually they did what they do to those guys and they took him out. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, anyway, I am going to read to you one of Bill Cooper's quotes from his book entitled Behold a Pale Horse. Now, the irony of it all is this statement, which, by the way, comes from page 177 of the book that he wrote entitled Behold a Pale Horse, is so unbelievably prophetic, especially knowing what we know now, uh, that you really can't – I mean, if you, if, if you try to describe it with – you know, if you're not like – just deer in the headlights stupefied, then you probably just don't have enough baseline information to be stupefied, blown away, mind melted, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, uh, anyway, so, um, so Bill Cooper in his book, Behold a Pale Horse in page 177 wrote, and I quote, yeah, hold on to your hats. He wrote, and I quote, can you imagine what will happen if Los Angeles is hit with a 9.0 earthquake? New York City is destroyed by a terrorist-planted atomic bomb. World War III breaks out in the Middle East. Banks and stock markets collapse. And extraterrestrials land on the White House lawn. Food disappears from the markets. Some people disappear. Who could they be? The Messiah presents himself to the world. Except that won't be Jesus. <laughs> That'll be the Antichrist. And all in a very short period of time. Can you imagine, he says, the world power structures can and will, if necessary, make some or all of these things happen to bring about the new world order? Well, guess what? I can't use the sound effect anymore. Now I have to break out the big bell. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I used to read that all the time back then, but now look how far we've progressed. Um, pretty much everything that he and, – and the one thing that I will, I will toss over the wall to you as a caution, I don't care if who the author of the book is, it's not relevant. Okay? They can be the most believed, beloved person in the entire world, but this is just an important thing to make a note of. 
Whenever you are reading a book or you are listening to a YouTube video or whatever the case may be, and the person is a rabbi, okay, from wherever. I don't care where they're from. Now, there's some, there's a few exceptions to this rule, and one of those would be Rabbi Stephen Ben-Noon, um, you know, but as a general rule, when a true Hebrew rabbi, one that doesn't believe that Jesus is the Lord and Savior, okay, comes forward and says anything about the Messiah, what you have to do is translate that into the Antichrist, Okay, because in their world, they're not talking about Jesus. And so who, they're going to be duped. Okay, now is every single one of them going to be duped? I don't know. That's it's God's business. All I know is I don't go there. Uh, you know, I, I some people like to go there. I don't like to go there because Isaiah, Hosea 2 verse 19 says, and this is from our Heavenly Father. He said, I will betroth thee, Israel. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to take any chances of calling God's wife ugly. If you want to do it, go for it. If you're wrong, well, I'm going to have to pay the price. I'm not going there. All right. Um, I think Chuck Misler did a wonderful job of explaining uh, how the tribes got intermingled and mixed up. Uh, in, and he's an outstanding historian, and I've studied under him for a long, long time. And um, basically his conclusion was anybody who thinks that they can identify with any accuracy who's who in the zoo can't. And the one person that I know that was doing it a lot and sending out all kinds of newsletters and trying to tell everybody that these these were bad and you know these Jews are bad and these Jews are bad and these Jews are bad and all that kind of stuff. All I can tell you is that I'm not even sure she's alive anymore. And I mean, cancer. She 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 died. So um, I don't know about you, but that is a topic homie ain't going after. All right, I, I will stick with the stuff that I can you know either do this or this. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I I don't you know, I don't have, you know, the who's who in the zoo DNA swabs and I I can't make those choices up. And I'm not even gonna speak in generalization. Now, all that being said, thank you, Jesus. We got a little bit of extra time. I want to get these sound bites out because they're all, you know, kind of jam packed full of information. This one here is is a little bit long, but I want you to hear it. This is the a lot of people haven't. Okay, this is the third this is the intro segment. It's about seven minutes. Um the intros in the introduction introductory segment of uh, the Plandemic series. Uh, so it's the third installment of the what seems to be almost like the never-ending documentary. Uh, the first two segments were mind-shattering and absolutely, and anybody who hasn't, you know, it, it blows me away how I, I listen. I just, oh, there's so many people, thousands and thousands of people out there that are speculating about, well, is it the Chinese virus? Where did it come from? And and then, you know, I watch them talking over time and they're like, wait a minute, this is looking a little bit more like, I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to impeach anybody, but, you know, it just, it kind of drives me nuts. I'm like, you know, what, what are you doing, doing a radio show and talking about this information and telling people what you think and, and all that kind of stuff, but you haven't even listened to the plandemicseries.com documentaries. I mean, that should be a prerequisite before anybody picks up a microphone and starts yuckety yucking on the mic. You know, you need to get your foundational information down, okay? And unfortunately, that's just not how it works out there. So, um, you know, so I personally highly recommend that if you haven't yet, watch it. Set aside the time. And then when you're probing around for other information, you will be able to quickly spot 
those who don't have the whole story. All right. Um, and so anyway, so it's all 100 percent the evil United States of Babylon the Great. It has been from day one. Matter of fact, there's a guy who calls himself Kim.com, and he made evidently millions of dollars in the dot-com business, and he resides in New Zealand, and he's, he's caught on to the evil of the United States big time. Now, he doesn't blame – he never says anything negative about the people of the United States other than he – you know, completely disapproves of the woke stuff and the BLM stuff, but um, but he makes it very clear now that he has become fully awakened to the history, the true history of the United States, that he's like he says he says things like, "Thank God Biden is destroying that evil empire." You know, and I'm kind of thinking to myself. You know, if I was looking at it from his point of view, I would probably see it in the, in the same way. But of course, I'm praise God. I'm, thank you, Jesus. You know, we're we're all able to look at it from a citizen of heaven point of view, which means that we should be getting very excited about these things because it's getting closer and closer to our departure. We're getting ready to leave. Keep your hopes on high. High. If you if you need to step up your hope a bit, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to the prayer vigil that I did last night. Okay, if you don't want to, then you don't want to, and I can't make you. I can't. I can, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't kick it in honey cheek to make a drink. But I do recommend that you go back and listen to it, because it is very, very um, uplifting. It gives a lot of hope. It's based on scripture. You need to have that hope now. We all do. And um, and we and the more. I'm not going to get into it. It's all in the prayer vigil. Go back and listen to it. Praise God. I am going to play you this little seven-minute seven minute segment, and then we're going to burn through the rest of the, the news as quickly as we possibly can. Praise Jesus. And here we go. All right, so let me go ahead and double-click it, bring it up. It is absolutely incredible, I think. All right, very worth a listen. And by the way, this guy, he is an absolute expert. He is the, I don't know the leader of the uh, documentary series of known as Plandemic, and you can find it at plandemicseries.com, plandemicseries.com, all right? And I highly recommend you listen to all segments. This is the introduction to segment three that's coming out very soon. I want to see it, all right? Here it goes. I've been a human rights activist for almost 20 years. As a documentary filmmaker, I've been on the front lines of many of our nation's biggest scandals and protests. From that perspective, I've been an eyewitness to the rise and fall of numerous people-powered movements. Nearly every organized resistance I've been a part of has ended just inches from victory for the same critical mistake, infighting, when members of the same group turned against each other. It often begins with whispers about the most prominent spokespeople of the cause. These rumors typically sound like, I hear John is controlled opposition, or some people are saying Jane is compromised. While the use of infiltrators and agitators is a very real thing, I've yet to experience one scenario where such a label was accurately applied. And suspiciously, these labels are always branded on the people who are making the most progress. With the degradation of their reputation goes their contribution to your life. Prior to social media, people actually sat down to dialogue through their differences. Today, without solid evidence or sufficient inquiry, we go directly to our keyboards to vent our suspicions. Even after the rumor is proven false or simply fades away, some level of doubt and division always remains. This is all by design. Part of what allowed so many people to walk away from Assange was some of the Me Too allegations mm -hmm. that had surfaced and that were ultimately discredited. Stuck in people's minds. The voices of propaganda are masterful at this game. 
They knowingly run a false story, then retract it, knowing the lie will reach millions, but very few will see the correction. Amy Coney Barrett's religious faith is being called into question again. She belongs to this People of Praise group, which the Southern Poverty Law Center has labeled them a hate group. When I stated that People of Praise had been deemed a hate group, I just got them mixed up with another group. I conflated them. Ah, okay. That happens, you know, it's easy to do. In the words of former CIA director, William Casey, we'll know that our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. The planting of divisive rumors is one of the most common tactics used in psychological warfare. As the lies bloom, like worker bees, well-intended citizens pollinate the masses with poisonous disinformation. What the gossiping bees fail to realize is that they themselves are doing the work of controlled opposition. They are literally, unwittingly, working on behalf of the very forces they believe they are resisting. Again, all of this is by design. While we've all been distracted by the latest trends and tragedies, everything that has influence on our behavior has been infiltrated by an agenda to control our thoughts. Whether their goal is to make us purchase a product, vote for a political party, or submit to experimental inoculations, there are forces at work who understand the functionalities of your mind far better than you do. Their goal is total control. But because they are the few and we are the many, they can only achieve total control through the age-old tactic of divide and conquer. You're either with them or with us. Never before have we been so divided. Divided by politics, religion, nation, state, race, class, gender, and now, vaccine status. To better understand how we got here, consider these three quotes from The Art of War by Sun Tzu. The supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. Victorious warriors win first and then go to war. The secret lies in confusing the enemy so that he cannot fathom our real intent. Though Sun Tzu lived over 2,500 years ago, his work remains at the heart of our CIA as well as the Chinese Communist Party's strategy today. It's no coincidence that around the same era as Sun Tzu, the words, united we stand, divided we fall, were first recorded. It is unity that will save our communities. As you see in the audience, Muslims, Christians, Jewish communities, Democrats, Republicans, white, black, everyone all in between. This is the example of what you get when you choose to attack all members of the human family. Our greatest power is our numbers. Hence, the relentless effort to shatter us into broken fragments. As their agendas are being exposed, the dividers will stop at nothing to cover their crimes against humanity. They have bunkers. All we have is each other. The good news is, that's all we need. Though we are intrinsically interconnected, our minds are being wired to obsess on our differences. Contrary to social indoctrination, we do not have to be ideologically aligned to stand together. We don't even have to like each other. There is only one thing that we must agree on, that freedom is our birthright. Now is the time to let go of whatever it is you're holding on to that keeps you divided from your friends, family, and fellow humans. Rise above all the micro dramas and distractions to see that a much bigger story is unfolding. Swallow your pride, humble yourself, let it go. I'm not suggesting that we look the other way when someone is clearly thwarting our forward momentum. There are people who deserve to be called out by name, especially those who are undermining our trust in each other. 
But even then, we should remember that there is a human life being affected by our words. We've been so conditioned to believe we are powerless that we've become careless with our power, like toddlers with loaded guns. How many times do we need to shoot our own foot till we realize that the power is in our hands? The only thing that can stop us at this point is us. We've all been lied to, scammed, fooled, tricked, conned, and coerced. Yes, it sucks. But here we are, wiser and stronger than we were just three years ago. This is the moment for us to activate our innate ability to create solutions. That can only happen through the awareness of symbiosis, defined as a mutually beneficial relationship between different groups. All of life depends on relationships. Every living thing is in communication. From the stars, to the planets, the earth, the plants, the elements, the insects, the animals, the humans, and every cell within us. Real change out there begins with real change inside. The question is, how bad does it have to get before we're willing to change? Wow. Nah. So the reason, you know, why I played that all was because now if you take every word that that man said and you apply it to the Christianity, Jesus Christ in you, 33,000 different denominations, you know, the prophecies that talk about as things get darker and more horrific across the world, as we get closer and closer to the Great Tribulation, the prophecies reveal that the... the the body of Christ that rises up in in essentially a revival state that are endowed with incredible powers from on high, uh, they don't have, they're not pastors, they're not leaders, they're not preachers, they're not teachers, they're just all one together because they love Jesus and they love the people and they're endowed with that power from the Godhead because of their true unity. It's Christianity's lack of unity that takes away all of our power. Uh, not all of it, but it, it, it certainly fragmentizes. It fragments it, just like this man was talking about. Okay, so praise God. Thank you, Jesus. A very, very, I think, mighty, powerful, incredibly accurate message uh, that is not just applicable to the dynamics that are happening on the earth today that we already know, unfortunately, will not occur, um, because the Bible says they will not occur. Um, but, um, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't apply to us. Right? So if they want to believe that aliens are demons, let them believe it. That's fine. We just need to be focused on one thing, and that's touching other people's lives in the love of Christ and all the other things that I talk about continuously. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, on that note, let's go ahead and listen to this guy. Uh, this particular guy, Thomas Renz, is an attorney, uh, and um, he, I'm just going to play it for you. He's talking about them vaccinating the food supply, and it's got a lot of good information in it. And by the way, I received more information on that. act. They've, they finished it. They're ready to go. So it's just a matter of, you know, pushing the right buttons and paying off the right people. And oh boy. So start praying over your food like you've never prayed before and your drink and everything else. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's listen to this. Here we go. I don't know how long it is. We'll play some of it. House Bill 1169 does three things. 
and I'm, I'm getting your answer here, but it essentially it requires that you disclose if, if any product has a gene therapy quality. It requires that you talk about how those gene therapy uh, aspects of the product could be transmitted to other people. And then it requires in full, full informed consent before someone gives you a medical intervention or a gene therapy. So three things that are completely non-controversial and there's no problem. Well, we go and we're working on this bill and we're getting massive opposition to informed consent. We're saying, who the heck would oppose this? Well, it turns out that Big Pharma, through the egg lobbyists, were opposing this massively. And the reason that they're doing it is because uh, I started doing this research. And going back to 2000, I've actually found documents going back to the mid-90s where they've talked about integrating vaccines into foods. Initially, hey, this hang was on, done... Thomas. One, one second. Just, I just want to clarify something. So you're saying that they're currently doing this, or is this bill to just prevent it from happening in the future? Well, that's the thing that was shocking to me, is initially I thought this was to prevent it. But we got word from the pork and cattle, some lobbyists who I can't talk about names because these guys would get fired in a heartbeat, that they were planning on using mRNA gene therapies like in the immediate future. Well, so I started doing some research, and it turns out there is a product called Sequevity on the market from Merck. But I'm looking right here. It says uh, Sequevity harnesses RNA particle technology to create customized prescription vaccines uh, in swine. It's there. Not only is it there, but it appears that the technology is getting to the point where it can be transmissible from these animals to people. We have, I also have, and Peter McCullough confirmed this for me. He's looked at this. Um, and he actually tweeted, and I'm just going to read his tweet. He says, Chinese successfully loaded cow's milk with mRNA, and it was absorbed into the GI tract of recipients. Concerns about surreptitious insertion of mRNA into the food are valid, must be stopped. What's happened is, is we found out that they're actually already doing this in some countries. And because Congress decided to remove the country of origin labels from food products, if they're doing this in China, it's potentially in our food supply. We don't know where our food's coming from, but we know that they're able to do it and probably are doing it now in China. They're going to be doing it in the immediate future if they're not already doing it here in the United States. And uh, we that's just in meat. We don't know about in vegetables. So we just got about a minute before we go to break, but if you could just walk through real quick who you said the largest voices of opposition to this bill are, because maybe we can kind of reverse engineer out of that what the real issue is. Like I said, about 30 seconds. Bear Monsanto is located in St. Louis, and they're driving a lot of this. Bear bought Monsanto, the largest seed producer on the planet, and they're engineering this into the seed uh, and you know, maybe into the cattle and into other things. But big farm is essentially using the lobbyists, cattlemen associations fighting it hard, farm bureaus, a lot of the chambers of commerce are fighting this uh, because they don't want informed consent, I, which is beyond me. Wow. <clears throat> so there you have it. Pray very fervently over your food and everything that you drink. All right. Praise God. We should have been doing that all along, but um, yep. Now, uh, call for prayer. Praise Jesus, even more so than before. Um, I did a little bit of homework on this, and wow, it's all over the Internet. It's even on uh, filtered, uh, you know, Google. 
Um, so, I mean, grain, eat up your vaccines, edible vaccines, promises and challenges, grow and eat your own vaccines. University of California researchers aim to develop edible plant-based vaccines. Uh, it just keeps on going on and on and on. And yes, the Merck Sequevity is right out there. So where is it? We don't know. Pray over your food. Pray fervently over your food and your drink. Right, kids? All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So uh, let me see here. Oh, um, wait a minute. Let me see if I can find this. All right. This might take me a second. I was not anticipating that. Uh, Okay. Hold on. Um, Okay. Let me see if I can do a quick rest. Uh, I mean, um, no, wait, not rest. Uh, Search. let me hit the button and see if I find it. Um, oh, good. Okay, here we go. I forgot to put the link over, but I got it right here. Here we go. These are people, this is the kind of stuff is happening, uh, evidently, pretty much. And this is an arrest Bill Gates rally. So I just wanted to share that with you. I'm seeing more and more of those out there. Um, and again, you know, uh, I will tell you this. Um, some people might say, well, it's kind of, you know, unfortunate that, you know, or, or wow, you know, this stuff is coming from Twitter. Yes, it is. Did you know that right now Twitter is the go-to place for the actual, for any, let's put it this way, for any news media, well, it's also used for disinformation. Of course it would be. However, for those of us who can discern or, you know, to some, to, you know, 80-20 world discern, the, you know, what's really going on out there, it is, you know, it's the first place you'd want to go to. Even the news sources are going there for information. You know, they know that everybody's carrying around a television camera in their pocket. And so they, you know, they're, and they, you know, if they want a direct quote from AOC on how evil she is and how much, you know, uh, bovine feces she's splattering all over the world in her satanic, uh, you know, manner, uh, then guess what? You know, they, they, it's the best place to go. <clears throat> and you're going to get the information firsthand, right? Long before somebody else munges with it and tries to put in a bunch of debunking to stuff, which is kind of cool. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right, Jerusalem Post reports that Hezbollah and Hamas meet, uh, heads meet, the head of them, meet, uh, promise further resistance against Israel. So now, just as uh, many have feared, many of the leaders in that part of the world have feared, uh, Hamas and Hezbollah um, have are essentially uniting, which um, makes the fight against Israel much more robust. Okay, but evidently it might be even worse than that. Next one up. Jerusalem Post also reports that Turkey escalates against the United States Kurdish alliance in Syria with drone strikes. So we have been very busy uh, bombing things over in Syria. We haven't stopped. We've been stealing incredible amounts of grain and stuff from them, oil from them, uh, and then bombing stuff that we 
have no business bombing, really, uh, which what's new with that. Uh, and then, um, uh, you know, you want to find a good conspiracy theorist. What you want to do is find somebody that got out of the Marine Corps. <laughs> They're going to tell you. But anyway, I know some. But anyway, praise God. Um, yeah. So it, it, it is it, the intensity over there is in growing. It, it is growing exponentially. Praise Jesus. So we got to keep our eyes on that. Another headline in that regard. Uh, rockets from Lebanon point to a growing Hamas cooperation with Hezbollah. Of course, that's just a confirmation from a different news outlet. Okay, another headline. Iran is constructing a new Middle East. And here you have the leaders of Iran meeting with multiple other Middle Eastern countries, shaking hands. It looks like we might be looking at Jordan here. I'm just going by the flags without actually reading the details of the article. But um, these all align very closely to the dynamics that we um, heard prophetically. And, um, you know, so we're going to have to wait and see how this all unfolds. I pretty much have a pretty strong feeling it's going to have a lot to do with the Dr. O'Rourke vision and the nuking, the two tactical nukes that are going to be sent into the base of the Fordow Mountain uh, to take out the nuclear, uh, you know, uh, uh, uranium enrichment facilities that are underground there. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Newswire reports um, United States is deploying a guided missile submarine amidst, amidst tensions with Iran. So again, uh, no, there should be no surprises there. Now, do take note that it says guided missile. That is not a nuclear. That is not a Poseidon. That is not one of the big boomers. That is just that is just an attack sub that has the ability to shoot cruise missiles, which is very common. But you know. Um, a lot of the times, a lot of the news media outlets, which I will not mention because they, they mean well, but they'll say, oh, you know, the AUKUS thing, you know, with Australia getting nuclear submarines from the United States, you know, we're putting nuclear weapons all over, you know, the Pacific. And that is not true. Um, as much as I dislike Babylon the Great, I can tell you that in reality, those are nuclear powered submarines, but they are not submarines that have nuclear missiles on them to fire. All right. So anyway, but there's a lot of badly reported information out there because people don't understand. They they see the word nuclear and they just assume that it's got nuclear missiles. You know, no, that has nothing to do with it. It's the propulsion system of the sub. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right, Russia Today reports, and also still to this day, not filtered, praise Jesus, and same thing with, you know, Sputnik, and you get a lot of your most accurate reporting from these sources, indeed, and they say recent hostilities between Syria and the United States forces could be a turning point in the war potential in the um, Middle East, all right? Praise God. And um, and uh, I'm going to scroll in a little tighter on this one. I do vaguely recall. Um, it says U.S. President Joe Biden, which we know this is not right. It's not Joe Biden. We know it's Obama, is ordering airstrikes on a number of positions in northeastern Syria last month and uh, after Washington announced the death of a contractor at a drone strike, blah, 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 blah. So it's all a, a narrative that they're wrapping around stuff that they've been doing for an awfully long time. Okay, but they like to switch up the narrative a little bit to keep us, you know, kind of like glazed over like a donut. All right. And they're very good at it. Just like that man from Plandemic said. Uh, he's right. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. Iran plans to attack Israeli-owned vessels uh, to avenge advisors killed in Syria. So basically, let's cut out all the fat. Let's just get to the, the bottom of the bottom of the, you know, get to the, the point. The point is we're bombing stuff of theirs. And they're like, OK, you're you've, you're pushing us too far. 
and now they're saying that they're they're looking at possible drone hits and things like that. And let me tell you something. One thing that, that Iran has that are extremely deadly are their drones. They're really good. They're so good that Russia is buying a bunch of them for the attacks in Bakhmut, uh, you know, and all that stuff going on over there still. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So watch out for that. If they start launching those drones, it's a whole nother. This isn't like Scud missiles flying through the air and randomly hitting, you know, 30, 40 feet away from a house somewhere in who knows where Israel. It's not like that. This stuff, they're going to hit skyscrapers in Tel Aviv, that kind of stuff. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Thank you, Father. Another one from the Jerusalem Post. Our Iran kickstarts multi-front Middle East war against Israel, according to the analysis. Multi-front. Lebanon, Gaza, Syria, and Iran. Hezbollah, the whole group, all of them. They're, it's a lot. And I don't think we even know how many are probably conspiring and colluding right now to join in it. So we could be getting very close to, you know, World War III which we already know that we are, and many say that we are currently in World War III. Anybody who understands how world wars break out, we kind of already crossed the line. But, you know, what people want to see as World War III, or, you know, to check the box, if you will, is, you know, tanks in multiple countries. You know, they want to see lots of, you know, not just the Ukraine thing. They want to see the stuff that's going on in the Ukraine happening in different, different countries. Okay, and uh, wait until they see the Red Dawn activity. It's going to be happening right over their big fat heads. <laughs> okay, my head's fat, so I can. I guess I, I guess I guess I got a legal right to to call these meatheads that are you know doing the evil things that they're doing from the Pentagon, Bob. Uh, you know, say they have fat heads too. But the point is, let me tell you. You got to get your things in perspective. You know, people will say, "Oh, well, I think this and I think that," and blah 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Go watch Red Dawn. You know, get the perspective. Understand that you're going to be seeing TU-95 TU bombers combined with some highly advanced bombers that are going to be flying way above the cloud line that you're going to barely be able to see. And there's going to be all kinds of Chinese technologies that are going to be in the air that are going to be heading directly at us. Okay, are we going to be here for that? I don't know. It depends because Sarah Manet, in her vision, which I like one of the most, my most favorite ones, uh, she seemed to indicate that it happens, you know, a little bit down the road. But what does that mean exactly? And then she did say that she was a little bit disoriented because things were flying past her eyes so quickly. She was having a difficult time, you know, and, and we, there's no guarantee when God is showing us a vision that we're seeing things in order. Numer you know, you don't know that part. You're seeing things fly by, but you don't know if it's that's the first thing that happens, that's the second thing, that's the third thing, you know, and she admitted disorientation regarding that. So anyway, we don't know. We don't know. It could be tomorrow for all we know. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. George Soros' son is allegedly heading, uh, I'm sorry, uh, allegedly has steady White House access. Oh, it's worse than that. Chelsea Clinton is currently uh, uh, Probably fornicating, I suppose, uh, as you would expect. Um, maybe having satanic rituals and drinking adrenal comb, for all we know, with one of George Soros's uh, supposedly, well, we'll just say relatives. I'm not going to get into the nephew of who and all that kind of stuff. Because you know what? At the end of the day, Satanists are Satanists. They all do what they do, and I don't really care about it. I am waiting for God's vengeance to be 
Vengeance is his, saith the Lord, and I praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. At midnight, I will rise to give thanks to you, Father God, because of your righteous judgments. And when your judgments are in the world, the inhabitants of the world will learn, or the earth will learn, righteousness. Isaiah 26, verse 9, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And that is not our job. Our job is to pray for everybody. Our Father will take care of the rest. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, now, uh, looking at the time, I'm going to go ahead and play this this little spiel from a 12-year-old girl who's uh, kind of spanking uh, the World Economic Forum a little bit over the 15-minute cities. Now, I like it. It's good. It's well said. She does a wonderful job. I like how she ends it, okay? But at the end of the day, it's not going to mean much. Um, but that's okay. I wish it would mean a lot, but oh well, that's just kind of how it is. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's listen to this. It's actually pretty good. For example, I went to my friend's house in zone three. My parents normally come and pick me up in, it, in their car. It only takes 10 minutes. So does that mean that they would have to go round the ring road and back into town again? If my mom or dad had to drive round the ring road, it would take 30 minutes causing much more pollution and leaving a much bigger carbon footprint. They will say, you can walk home. Would that be safe for me to walk home? Me as a 12-year-old walking home in the dark alone. Is that really going to be safe? Then they will say, oh, don't worry about that. We've already thought of that. You'll be safe. We will have a thousand cameras on the streets following you and tracking you all the way home. Oh, and just remember, it's for your safety. What? Are you serious? Do you really think I want to be watched every second of the day? Are you serious? Thousands of cameras checking my every move until I get home. At this point, I have to ask, is my safety that important to me that I want to be followed by cameras all the way home? Or do I prefer to have freedom than privacy? For your information, I still wouldn't feel safe. No amount of cameras is going to stop someone who wants to attack me. I want to be safe, but not to the extent that I am prepared to give up my freedom and my privacy to have it. As a 12-year-old, I am really concerned about my future. And to Klaus Schwab, I say this. How dare you! How dare you steal my childhood and my future! And the future of all children by enslaving us in your crazy digital surveillance prison! We all know where this is leading. These are the first steps of a dystopian reality called 15-minute neighborhoods. From a small seed, a huge tree can grow. Climate change is being used to control us, to nudge us in the direction the greedy people want us to go. The truth is that the greedy people want total control over everything we do, everything we think, and everything we say. Our government has been hijacked by greedy and selfish imposters posing as politicians. They believe they are better than us and masters over us. And until this problem is effectively dealt with, then tyranny will continue. Wow. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, I'd like to see her go neck and neck with Greta Thunberg. <laughs> and that would be like a spanking in progress. Wouldn't you agree, kids? <laughs> I know, right? Wow, very well said, praise God, but unfortunately, uh, it is what it is. Oh, also, there's, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how to tell people about this. I don't know. But there's videos that are leaking out right now regarding the mass technologies that they're using that are right off of Mission Impossible kind of stuff, and it's some creepy stuff. But we've seen, you know, evidence of that. What we don't know is are there reptilian heads underneath them are they running out of blood to drink? You know, you know, is there a shortage? You know, because I don't know. I mean, we just don't know. But there are 
many, 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 many more uh, folks out there that are catching on to how creepy uh, this whole imposter dynamic is and whatever. Okay, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And, um, you know, I, they may be dabbling in an area of things that they really don't want to know the answer to, quite frankly. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to play this for you. This is a little bit here from a 5G installer. This guy works uh, either in Australia, probably, New Zealand, or the UK, probably the UK. And he's making a comment. I, I, I just want you to hear what he says as he's doing the installation services. It's pretty creepy stuff. I've been working at Epping 5G Mark from towers like the one behind me for the past few weeks while everybody else has been in lockdown. And we don't crack open these kits because we're explicitly asked not not to. But well, I guess that's the best thing is I need to show you. Best if I just show you, look. It's a piece of 5G kit and it says Coles 19 on it. Okay, so basically, um, to cut to the chase, he was uh, commanded to install a circuit board in a particular part of the tower, and um, and uh, you know he got curious, took the board out like you know he, he didn't follow his instructions precisely, and um, looked at it, and it had a COV19 uh, sticker on the back of the board for uh, upgrading to the tower. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Now, the next um, little ditty here, I'm looking at the clock right now. Um, I am going to uh, – this doesn't happen to me very often, but uh, anyway, hold on just a second. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I am going to play a song from the prayer vigil really quick, and uh, I'll be right back. Thank you, Jesus. All right.
Praise God. All right. Yeah. Had to take a little station break there. Um, anyway, I'm back. I'm back. But anyway, this is the uh, now it says South Africans, the person that posted this. Uh, I don't know exactly what country or if they were talking about the southern part of Africa or if they were actually talking about the country of South Africa. Now, all that being said, let's listen to what this particular leader there is saying about the United States. How accurate. One second, here it comes. Hmm. And no one is going to arrest Putin. If needs be, we'll go and fetch Putin from the airport to his meeting. He will address, finish all his meetings, we'll take him back to the airport. We're not going to be told by this hypocrite of the International Criminal Court who know the real violators of human rights, who know the murderers of this world. Murders. That former uh, premier, uh, uh, prime minister of uh, Tony Blair admitted that they made a horrible mistake when it comes to Saddam Hussein. They have not been charged today. Bush is still there. They have not been charged till today. And then Obama killed Gaddafi. And then nothing has happened. We are here today with Libya being destroyed and unable to recover because of America. We know very well that where NATO gets involved, those are terrorists. We know very well where the U.S. says we are going in to uh, install peace. That place will never know peace as long as America has visited that place. So we don't want uh, ICC's hypocrisy to apply here in our country. That pretty much says it. <laughs> Next one up, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Here we go. Hold on a second. Here we go. Transgender pastor compares treatment of marginalized Nashville shooter to Jesus being crucified. Oh. Oh. All right. Needs about 50 more buzzers, but I'll just go ahead and move on. All right. For sake of time. Next one. Okay, FBI Twitter files are open wide open. Um, I'm wondering about. So anyway, um, looking at the time here, let me go ahead and do a serious look at how much 
I have to cover. Okay, that one's very important. No, I got some stuff that's really important. Okay, so this is a woman in the Republican uh, House, um, you know, uh, essentially talking about the Twitter files, impeaching the heck out of them, letting them know that they know, uh, all that kind of stuff. I've played these types of um, audio bites from the Inquisition taking place uh, in accordance with the the Twitter files uh, in the travesties and such. such. And it's bad. It's real bad. Now, is anything going to happen with the compromised uh, Department of Justice and this entity that refers to itself as Biden? No. And being run by Obama? No. You know, so again, it's just round and round and round we go. Where it stops, nobody knows. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So on that note, we're going to continue forward. um, And I'm going to save that. Maybe I'll play that on the next show. I don't know. All right. Next one up. Over 100 more classified documents appear online. The United States secrets from the Ukraine to the Middle East to China. Now, um, what this is an accurate uh, representation. This is from that guy that refers to himself as Kim.com. And uh, top secret Pentagon files release reveals U.S. and NATO is a pre-planned event to start World War III. So what the Pentagon leak reveals, according to this guy, Kim.com, believe me, he is not marginally intelligent. He is extremely smart. And so when he says stuff, I read it carefully because he's given me inside information on research that he's done. Uh, and then I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, well, I kind of knew that. But if it's lining up, I think it's important that others, you know, so let's, you know, uh, for them, spread the news. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, he says what the Pentagon leak reveals is that NATO is already at in war in a full blown war with Russia and that the Pentagon and not Ukraine is in charge of planning every aspect of the United States proxy war uh, and that and that World War Three seems very inevitable. So essentially, in so many words, he's, you know, and then another person con- comments, well, I think, you know, World War Three has already started. So, again, if you if you're any kind of a student of World Wars, um, yeah, you, you could easily say that World War III is in full progress right now. All right, the next uh, headline up, praise Jesus. Slightly, uh, now a whole other uh, part of the world, but nevertheless, the same dynamic, all happening at one time. Here we go, next one up. Taiwan says that it detected over 71 Chinese military jets, nine Chinese war vessels approaching their uh, you know country on April 8th. Okay, so um, without you know, expanding upon this anymore. Uh, In reality, it is actually a little bit worse than what they were. They saw them, but they didn't really know what was happening. What what was actually happening was in the name of a war drill, China has entirely surrounded the entire, uh, Taiwan is completely surrounded. Taiwan is completely surrounded. They got jets going overhead and they're going, they're basically saying, bring it on. Come on, big boy. Think you're big. Think you're bad. Go ahead. (laughs) Come on. Come on. That's what they're saying. Uh, next headline up. Praise God. China, China sends warships and aircraft around Taiwan for the second day. You think they're going to go anywhere? I don't. I think it's going to be a really, really long <laughs> drill, if you know what I'm saying. Praise God. All right. Now, this is another very important headline uh, because, you know, again, what we're seeing really unfold here, folks, are the things uh, – now, I know this is going to sound a little bit puffed up, and it isn't puffed up. last thing that I am is puffed up. Uh, you know, I, I am perfectly willing and do all the time eat crow. Some people take advantage of that, smack me around a little bit because humans will be human, and very few of them are godly and humble. Uh, and that's just how people are. And, well, you know, that's, I'm not going to say one thing or the other. One thing that I will do, though, is if I do make a mistake, I will correct it extremely. 
extremely fast. Lickety split. All right. Because I make mistakes. You know, I, I will. The number one thing that will cause me to make a mistake or, or judge something quicker than I ought to without di- deep diving into it is either a lack of time, which I have a lot of that, or B, I'm so excited about what it is I think I'm seeing because it it, it tells a story, and that story is that we're leaving really, really soon. And sometimes I'll jump, you know, forgive me for this colloquialism, you know how I feel about guns, but I'm, I'll jump the gun, okay, uh, you know, a little bit. And I, didn't, I don't always do my homework as thoroughly as I ought to because I've got a gazillion things that I've got to take care of, and I don't have a lot of time. But I think what I'm seeing is amazing, and I want to, you know, let people know about it as quickly as I possibly can because I'm excited, and I want them to be excited too. But then if I find out I'm wrong, as fast as I send it out, I'll say, whoops, I screwed up. I made a boo-boo. Uh, sorry about that, you know, that kind of thing. And, I, and then I will also do a further retraction on the next radio show as well. Praise God. Because you know what? If you're not willing to admit that you're wrong and you got a microphone, you are in the wrong business. You, you know, you might say, oh, I'm serving the Lord and everything I think comes from the Holy Spirit. Well, right, right off, the, you're a guided missile without a fin is what you are. Enough said. All right. Any good Christian, I don't care if you're a serial author or whatever the case is, if you made a boo-boo, it's very important because everybody makes boo-boos. I don't care if you're author of the book. Um, everyone sees dimly through the mirror. Uh, we prophesy in part. That, that applies to 100% of all members of the body of Jesus Christ and all prophets. It's just how it is. Okay, so praise God. And, and it's, it's even more so critically important if you are somebody who writes books. You know, you got to be willing to come out with version two, version three, whatever the thing, and do retractions because we, it's just what happens. We learn things iteratively. If you don't know what that means, iteratively, iteratively, iteratively. If we learn things iteratively, okay, and that's it, it's important to be always at the ready to be able to eat a little bit of crow because they're so delicious, okay. Um, and, and and admit when you feel like this after you wake up in the morning and look at a couple of reports. You know, and sometimes you get to expect the phone to ring and, uh, you know, and hear something like this on the other end of the line. You know? Are you serious? Are you serious? Uh, no, I'm not serious. I made a mistake. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So I'm going to play this for you. Um, this is North Korea. Uh, this is about North Korea. And this is a uh, person by the name of Richard Pearl, Assistant Secretary of, Def- Secretary of Defense. Uh, Newsmax TV making a comment on all of the activity that is like, oh, I know. Surprise, 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 Gummer Pile, whatever. Uh, thank you, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. You know, but um, but yeah, yeah, the North Korean threat is is amplifying, you know, uh, you know, logarithmically, really. And this is all happening while the Chinese threat is – and you know what? It's orchestrated. It's exactly the way that Obama Biden wants it, wants it to go down. It is precisely the destruction of the, of the West. It is setting up 25 percent of the world to, to experience death, as it says in Behold a Pale Horse, the fourth seal of the book of Revelation. Well, we're already in the midst of the third seal for sure. We already have the, the second seal in, in, in progress. Why not the fourth seal? Well, guess what? Bada bing, bada boom. Thank you, Jesus. We, you know, okay, so let's go ahead and listen to what this guy has to say because it's kind of important, really, when you think about it. All right, let's listen. Big guy. 
Here we go. And last question. North Korea is threatening South Korea with nuclear weapons. Are we headed for trouble there? Yes, of course we are. It's, uh, it's, trouble is the chronic situation uh, with uh, North Korea. Not only the threats against South Korea, but North Korea's emerging role as the supplier of weapons of mass destruction and delivery systems to anybody who has the cash to pay for them. So they are a, an immediate threat and a long-term threat. And we have, in my view, tolerated for much too long uh, the, uh, the behavior of the North Korean regime. The Chinese could do something about it, uh, but uh, they haven't. And uh, our task, it seems to me, is to persuade the Chinese to move and to make, uh, make our views on this so emphatic that the Chinese, in fact, respond. And I believe we could do that. Uh, but we haven't done it, and so the North Koreans are supplying uh, anything to anybody, and we will pay a very high price for that. You think the resolve is... All right. So, um, uh, from a godly standpoint, I think it's very important that we take a moment uh, to go all the way back to the year 2010, because this radio show has been talking about this stuff for 12 years, Okay. All right, so I'm going to play you an audio bite that I almost certainly put up about a decade ago, and it is on, I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of audio bites, prophecies, dreams, visions, news reports, reptilian reports, UFO reports, everything you could possibly imagine, and most of it is gone and censored off the internet, and I have it on the radio show console here. This is uh, the prophet Dr. David O'Rourke. He is visiting South Korea at the time, and he's telling them the vision that God gave him about what's going to happen in in the Koreas. Okay, let's listen to this. I want to and share ago, folks. on the prophecy of what is going to happen to your country. Well, when I came to your country, the Lord spoke to me about this nation. In the first conversation, the Lord spoke to me about a tragic event that is coming to South Korea. What do I see coming to South Korea? I see a big warship in the ocean. It looks more like an aircraft carrier. And it is in the ocean. Then the Lord made me look into the sky. And then I saw a rain of missiles that covered the sky. At first, I did not know there were missiles because there were many in the sky and then all of a sudden they strike that warship. I'm not sure whether all of them strike the warship or just a few and others strike the water. But anyhow, the warship is struck. And when that happens, I see the tower of the worship. There is a tower. I see there is a tower. And it catches fire. And then the next moment, I see the worship has collapsed into water and gone deep into water. Totally destroyed. The next night, the Lord again came and spoke with me about what is coming to South Korea. 
All right, to save a little bit of time. So you heard it. That was an aircraft carrier, by the way, that was sunk that he saw. Um, we have confirmations from Nathan Liao, who was, he saw same vision, uh, but just focused on the ship. We also have God's Healer 7, Sister Barbara, who was shown a vision. She said that the ship was named after a United States president. Same location in the, you know, around about the juncture of the North Korean Sea and the South Korean Sea, which essentially is one big body of water. All right, so um, we know that they're going to sink an aircraft carrier. It is a absolute for sure. We know that it's going to have a president's name on it, so which means, that, you know, it's going to be an aircraft carrier. All right. So anyway, um, uh, there's that prophecy that goes all the way back to 2010, and we see that stuff ramping up real quick. And don't forget about good old Kim Jong Un's uh, sister, Helter Skelter. Um, and so a lot of a lot of dynamics have changed over there, and it's not for the better. And guess what? We're still antagonizing them the way that we always do. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, the next headline up is. Uh, well, there's several of them, and I'm going to burn through them really fast so that I keep us on track for bringing on Sister Joy and Brother Zen if he's able to join us tonight. Praise God. All right, next one up. Putin's popularity reaches uh, be a record high in the United States, according to this particular uh, report from Newsweek. Okay, and it, it goes on to say that Russian President Vladimir Putin's popularity in the United States has reached its highest point since 2020. Well, all that tells me is that there are more people than we think that are waking up to the insanity of what is happening out there. But does it really matter to these entities? And I do mean entities. No, they don't care. They're 50 exits ahead of us. They always are. Okay. And, you know, and oh, this, that, and the other thing. I'm going to go pray. Well, no, we ought to be praying. We should be praying for the lost. We should be praying for our fellow brothers and sisters. We should be praying for the awakening of the church. We should be praying for God's will to be done. We should be praying over our food and water, particularly because they're going to try to dump vaccines in it. But at the end of the day, folks, the end of the day, I wouldn't be wasting any of my time praying against God's will. And we obviously see, look, you want to pray again? I, I had to say this to my sister one time. I love her from the bottom of my heart. I really do. But, you know, I, I said, sis, what are you trying to pray away? The book of Revelation? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Why don't you just join the Roman Catholic Church? <laughs> and I'll tell you that it's, you know, they won't even, you know, whatever. All right. Praise God. Next headline up. Right, private property may need to be seized by the federal government, corporations and corporations to advance the climate change initiative, says J.P. Morgan CIO Diamond. Okay, this thing, Jamie Diamond, who, by the way, was heavily involved in the pedophilia stuff with Epstein. And uh, there's a major lawsuit and a court case happening in the Virgin Islands, and they're trying to bring this guy down. Uh, doubt that's going to happen, thanks to Klaus and his other fellow shape-shifting uh, overlords. All right, now, all that being said, next one up. All right, World Debt Daily reports state suing to seize farmers' property to make way for a Ford electronic vehicle factory. Wait a minute. Looks like it's already happening. Thanks for the warning. All right, so again, we're you know they're using uh, eminent domain and all this other stuff to just you know destroy people's lives, and it's probably coming your way. So buckle up. All right, next headline up. Morgan Stanley issues, and, and it does say this in the headline, by the way, so they, ha they used to block these things, but they're not doing it anymore. This is from Business Insider News. Morgan Stanley, <clears throat> excuse me, Morgan Stanley issues an apocalyptic real estate warning. I was not looking, I knew it was coming because it was the first time that I ever heard any business ever 
use the term quadrillion. <laughs> okay. I used to use it as a phrase to capture the fact that I did I knew it was a really big number, but I didn't know what it was. A quadrillion is a thousand trillions. <laughs> okay. And right now the real estate bubble is sitting in a derivatives uh debt of over two quadrillion dollars. Um and I'm I'm just I'm I'm like just letting you know, folks, it it, it makes two thousand and eight look like a giggle. Okay, so when they're saying that there's an apocalyptic collapse happening in the real estate market, I'm like, oh, boy, here comes the big one. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Well, news alerts reports multiple people have been shot on the beach, uh, on the beaches as crowds of beachgoers run for their lives. And this is talking about in South Carolina at Isle Palms. It says currently multiple law enforcement, and, and this happened a couple, like a day or two ago, uh, agencies are responding to a shooting incident with at least four people being shot in the beach of Isle Palms. Isle of Palms in South Carolina, multiple gunshots can be heard going off in the background as people are running for their lives. No big surprises there. Probably didn't even show up on mainstream media, if at all. Next one up. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez, this entity from the bowels of whatever, definitely from the bottom of some kind of a septic tank, calls for for, uh, Thomas's uh, impeachment after reports of undisclosed undisclosed gifts from the GOP donor. Now, listen, that is absolutely the biggest pile of bunk. Clarence Thomas, it wasn't anything like that. Okay, he checked with other people. He did all the official things that he needed to do to make sure that it didn't need to be disclosed. The, The unanimous decision was that it did not need to be disclosed. All it was was he had a very good friend that was going on family vacations. He was a friend of theirs, and they invited him to tag along. Okay, and, you know, this thing, this serpent, this leviathan, this creature, this whatever it is. I mean, look at the bug eyes on this individual. Is that a reptilian? I don't know. Probably. Uh, Anyway, I don't even want to think about it. I can't stand to look at it. It makes me nauseous to think that something, oh my gosh. Anyway, the state of whatever. Game over, folks. Game over. Praise God. We're leaving. All right. Next one up. Supreme Court Justice Clarence, Clarence Thomas denies wrongdoing. I've already read the articles on it. I'm here to tell you that he didn't do anything wrong. That is an absolute fact. He checked all the boxes, but this entity that refers to itself as you know, AOC is – and we're talking about some of the deepest, darkest, filthiest oh, – how can you even refer to it as human? I don't think it is human. I really don't. It's so sick. But anyway, I'm not going to go there. Now, this is an important headline. Praise Jesus. Very, very important. Matter of fact, that important. All right. Russia's Merchant of Death. This is the guy that the movie, uh, you know, with um, uh, called the the War of, what was it called? Lord of Guns or something like that. You know, it's played, played by Nicolas Cage about a gun dealer. All right. That's what this, this is, uh, it was made about him. Okay. This, this particular guy. And he's living in Russia right now. And he's coming forward on Russian news media. And he's letting everybody know that uh, he's very concerned that uh, – Donald Trump is going to be shot. So, so he was, uh, you know, on on a particular Russian radio show called Russian Meteor Monitor. Um, Vladimir uh, Ivanovich is uh, warning people that he strongly, strongly believes that Donald Trump is going to be shot. That's his words, and that he needs to vamuscre uh, to Russia for protection. <laughs> Ah, anyway, so I wish I would get a call from Putin. 
I'd probably take him up on it. As long as I was able to keep, keep on doing a radio show, that you know, if I could get it in the outskirts somewhere, far enough away from Moscow, because 60% of Moscow is going to be taken out. I don't know. I'm not going to be here. I, none of us. I don't. I pray in the name of Jesus that we all make the barley first fruits harvest. Hallelujah. And I mean that with all of my heart. I do that all the time. I pray for every listener of this program. Con- Continuously, hallelujah. All right, another uh, headline is about there was a, an active shooter that actually took a rifle up into Trump Tower, hunting down Donald Trump. Okay, and you know what's really interesting about that report is that it was reported, people had seen it, it was all over the place, but then it disappeared. Now, why is that? The only reason I can think is because it was a trans. Okay, because they're they're protecting the trans people like crazy right now. It's absolutely insane. All right, now, Stu Peters, who is on the cutting edge of being – he's very apocalyptic. He's very sincere, but he makes a lot of – he makes a handful of mistakes. But, you know, he's doing a pretty good job, really. Um, And um, I do occasionally listen to some of his reports. But anyway, he says – in this report, he says, do you think our government would do this to Donald Trump? They did it to JFK in broad daylight. They denied it for 69 years. Then, once forced to admit that they killed him, tried to divert your attention with aliens, UFOs, and Chinese spy balloons. So he's hypothesizing publicly that he believes that Donald Trump will also be JFK'd. Shot. Okay, so I'm finding it rather noteworthy that some of the prophetic words that we have received that said essentially the same thing, which would jettison this country into civil war faster than any other event that could possibly happen. There is no other event. I predicted this over two years ago, actually probably more like three or four years ago, and um, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, and now everybody else is starting to say it. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Obama involvement with hostilities. Okay, now we already know about this. I'm going to save this for the next show. I'm going to replay it. This is uh, a comment by Tucker Carlson, and, and you know he goes into great detail uh, with how much Obama is involved in uh, the things that are going on, all of the evil that is happening to this country right now. All right, and I, I told you, um, uh, you know, about these things. Um, Many times. Okay, I played for you, praise Jesus, the uh, critically important, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, uh, okay, let me just go ahead and, I got to, oh man, I got to focus my eyes. Um, hold on a second, let me see if I can find it. I know I have it right, right here. I, it will only take me a second if I don't blow past it. Okay, here's the kids' jokes. Hold on a second. Um, I just think it's worth hearing one more time. Uh, nope, that's not it. Almost there. I will know it when I see it. Okay. Nope, 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 nope. I'm looking for the FBI agent's testimony. Hold on a second. The one that I played the other night. It's coming up soon. Tick, 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 tick. Boy, do I got, I, I got enough to do like 50 solo shows back to back. I mean, man, just absolutely mind-shuttering information. It is unreal. All right, praise God. I don't want to blow past it. Uh, boy, that's a lot of material. And we want to bring on uh, Dr. Joy. Here it is. Here it is. Praise Jesus. All right, hold on. All right, there we go. Let me go ahead and double-click on this. I want to download this. I think I did download, but I want to download it into my archives because it's that important. Okay, here's the FBI agent. Something unbelievable happened for us in the FBI. We were getting lots of rumors about this high-level asset that worked for several intelligence agencies at the same time. He worked for the Saudi intelligence service. 
He worked for the CIA, and he was being developed as a political asset in Chicago, Illinois. He was not even a United States citizen, but it was said that he was a student visa and that he was a, a national from another country. In 2008, everyone in the intelligence structure found out who he was. It was this individual whose name I don't like to say, who became president in 2008 of the United States. And I will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States. The office of president of the United States. One of his code names was Renegade. His real name was Barry Sortaro, but uh, he adopted a different name uh, for his political career. When they ran him for president, the cabal, basically, this was the culmination of so many of their plans for so many years. His mission was to destroy the United States. All right. His mission was to destroy the United States. Hmm. Well, I don't know about you, but it looks to me like mission accomplished. There isn't much left of it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on, I don't see Brother Zen, but I do believe I see Sister Joy, Dr. Joy Jeffries. Pew, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Zen did let us know he wasn't absolutely positive he could join tonight. Wait a minute. I see. Okay. This, I, I might have to digress and redact that. It looks like we have both of them on, and this is great. Praise God. So let's go ahead and bring on Dr. Joy. Dr. Joy, are you there? Yes. Um, hi, John. There we go. Hey, and uh, I think we even have Zen. Zen, are you there? All right, going once for Zen, going twice for Zen. Okay, all right, so that's not Zen. Sometimes it's uh, difficult to uh, be sure. Um, Hold on, let me just try one more time. All right, let's see here. Hold on a second. No, nope. every time, uh, every time I try to try to bring it live, for some reason it just like vanishes from the uh, the show console. So uh, who knows? Maybe it's somebody from another country just you know using a Skype dialer. So anyway, thank you, Doctor Joy, for joining us tonight. Praise God, boy! I tell you, I, I don't think we can make it a month, you know, uh, before we get to back together again. And the whole world is like, you know, it it's. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? It's logarithmic. It's logarithmic. Things are getting worse so much faster every single time we get together. It's unreal. Well, we've been doing this so long, John, that we now understand what we started talking about a long time ago. And that was that the signs would get closer and closer together with greater intensity and that convergence would be just so fast at the very end, like a woman in travail. And we saw, because we've been doing this research for so long, how we could have days on end, weeks on end, even months, and even years before you would get a good, really, piece of the puzzle that really tied everything together. Now it's tying everything together every day, every second. So that convergence of signs in regard to the end of days is absolutely amazing to me because – I try to keep up a little bit like you do with what's going on around the world. And I, can't, I don't have enough time in the day sometimes to even read all the things that come across my desk that I've got to actually pick out the best. You know, I'm not always able to deal with everything I'd like to deal with because there's, first of all, not enough time. 
and not enough time to really before something else comes out that's even more significant that if you want to be talking about it on a radio show, that you can even get to it. And if you're trying to teach someone about something that was in the past that you've got to bring them up to speed to get them where we are mentally and emotionally about all this and religious uh, understanding about it, it's very, very difficult. I mean, we have been doing this. You and, and Zen and I have been doing this for a very long time. So when we see red flags, we know them. I mean, it's not like I've got to go ask somebody, Is that could this possibly be anything to do with this? We know it. I mean, we've done the research enough that we really know it. And I agree that um, Scripture told us that it's going to be like that at the end of days and clearly just from what you've brought to the table tonight in the broadcast that you've done since uh, 7 o'clock this afternoon, you literally have been trying to continually, as fast as you can, expose it, and yet you can't get to it all. And that's the same way that I feel like when I started writing this new book that should be out uh, uh, next month. You know, I really thought two and a half years ago this was going to be a pretty uh, a serious book, and it was going to require a lot of research. I just could not get over when I got ready to try to end it. There was still so much happening, John, that I <laughs> I didn't want to end the okay. book. Okay. There was okay. just more things. All right. And it's this hard to do. This is for you. This is for you, Dr. Joy. I'm going to play you a little snippet because I know that you know that you know. But I'm going to play a little snippet, and I see uh, it looks like Zen might be calling in. Let me just go ahead and check and see if this is Zen. Zen, is this you? Hey, brother. Then? Sorry. Hey. Hey, glad to have you. I, I, I was just going to – I'm so glad that you joined us, um, and I'm going to shut up right after this, but I wanted to play this little snippet for Joy because she's working on that new book, and I know that you talk about this stuff all the time, but I'm just going to play the snippet. This is Phil yeah. Schneider. Those of us who know who Phil Schneider is, and we know about the Dulce Wars, we know that what he encountered, we know about the people that died, we know what he was doing as a geologist for the top black ops and all that kind of stuff. And we also know that he was murdered in his attempt to travel around and let people know what was going on. Now, all that being said, he's one of the few people out there that has been in the presence of otherworldly beings. I'm just going to use that term. Um, and uh, let's Go back in time and listen to what Phil said back in the late 80s, I believe, about the alien agenda. And let's compare it, shall we, to what's happening today. Kind of amazing. Wait till you hear this. Here we go. All right. I'm going to casually mention to you something that's very scary indeed tell you what the alien agenda is and it's going to sound very familiar the alien agenda is the complete takeover of this planet the killing off of five six to seven eighths of the world's population by the year 2029 u.s military has known about this for 45 years they've told no one as far as I know, I'm the only person standing before a crowd talking about the alien agenda, secretively. Okay. They, back in 1954... All right, so without going through the whole dialogue, that, I think, was enough to put the um, the sprinkles of, on the fallen angel cupcake, as it were. <laughs> I mean, you know, really, when you think about it, 
tying a tying a knot on all the things that we're seeing happening, particularly in the realm of our collective understanding, your Zen and Dr. Joy's. Um, you know, wow, how many years, Zen, did you do Fallen Angels TV? I mean, like forever, you know? Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, if you would, please make a comment on that, Brother Zen. It's so great to have you join us again. And then we'll jump over to Joy and uh, and really kind of tie a ribbon on all this crazy stuff we're seeing happening right now. Well, the yeah, since 2006 is when... Uh, I started Fallen Angels TV, and uh, you were a guest on Dr. Joy. So many people, um, you know, joined me on that broadcast, and we talked a lot about this. But, um, you know, we're one of the few that expose them as the fallen angels and the angels that rebelled against the Most High long ago and that were cast out even before the creation of modern humanity and that's a very important key and it's something that the bible speaks about it doesn't go into great elaboration and i think that um you know that has been purposely hid as far as like the book of enoch and other texts which go into it uh, with great detail and a great elaboration but because I believe also that the scriptures are speaking about a strong delusion which will come at the end of days and how this will be also uh, connected to the coming reign of the Antichrist. And it's my opinion that that strong delusion is the world being prepared and set up to accept these ancient aliens as our gods and those that created humanity when, you know, again, we know that the fallen angels are not gods in any manner. They're parading as if they are, and they certainly have deceived humanity. We see the Revelation speaks clearly about that old serpent, that ancient dragon, which deceiveth the whole world. And I do believe that much of what mainstream Christianity and all the organized religions, what they are involved in is idolatry. Uh, Even with, you know, the celebration of Easter today, that these things are are pagan. Uh, Most people are caught up, and the churches even celebrate Halloween, which is just insane to me. But, um, and so willingly or ignorantly the world is being led astray and without a doubt prepared and are being told you know that these ancient gods the sumerian gods that they are our true creators and so uh, many are leaving the churches because they're not getting truth and not finding answers and because of that they're embracing you know ancient aliens the History Channel show as their church uh, and really opening themselves to those things that those guys are speaking about. And they are without a doubt, you know, teaching the whole lie that the extraterrestrials 
uh, are our creators. And so that is the important aspect of understanding the war in heaven, how it connects to the earth becoming without form and void, uh, a deserted wasteland and an indistinguishable ruin, that the earth was created a perfect work before these things, the separation of light and darkness, a legion and their being cast out of the high heavens, and understanding that there was an aspect to what is referenced as the first world age, as spoken of by Second Peter chapter 3 and other places, uh, it helps to also explain how, you know, ancient and how the fallen angels were here and that they were constructing the giants, uh, that they there was a, a massive presence of these supernatural entities in ancient times. And according to the Sumerian text, they tried to enslave pre-Adamic humanity and try to craft these beings into being servile uh, and to be, you know, nothing more than um, slaves to them. And so uh, it's my opinion that because of their treatment of, you know, the pre-hominids and that the Most High, you know, made and created and made Adam and Eve and modern humanity in his image and that it would be through the temptation to fall because of course they knew and had foresight and that the plan of redemption was even established before the foundations of the world and that the role and mission of the Messiah was established and even encoded into the stars, into the Maserat. And so these things were known and like the Levitical feast days, the Passover being celebrated in the heavens for a very long time and encoded into the stars, the crushing of the head of the serpent, the prophecy of Genesis 3.15, the enmity between the seed lines, um, and then, of course, the Messiah and the passion on the cross and the promise of the ascension, the resurrection, the uh, salvation, uh, his being the way, the truth, and the life. These things are all connected, and unless people really read and study the word, uh, they just will not get this from their Sunday schools, their seminaries, or their pastors and ministers and preachers on the pulpit. These things are not being exposed, they're not being taught, and because of that, the world is in a quandary as to how to make sense of what we see being every day discovered, you know, because there's more and more ancient structures being found all over the world. Even here in the Americas, there's a long history of not only the, the giants of old and um, how they were the enemies of the native peoples here, but all over the world, the the giants were established. You know, we see the megalithic structures, the whole theme of the mud floods and all this abandoned architecture and the punishment of the fallen angels and the giants for the things that they were involved in. Um, and people need to realize that their worship was established with 
you know, the demand for blood and victim sacrifice. And they engaged in cannibalism and uh, all kind of unholy sexual rights and abominations. And it was even for this reason that in the cities on the plains of Shinar, Sodom and Gomorrah and others, that they were destroyed. And so, you know, and this is not the first time, the destruction of the Tower of Babel, Atlantis, it goes back. It plays out over and over and over that the Most High has had to bring retribution upon the fallen angels for their engagement in evil. And so, you know, understanding the prevalence of evil in this time and this day and how it connects to legion, it's amazing to me that people blame the Most High uh, for what they see in the world when this world is, you know, as Christ said, this world is not his kingdom. This, uh, his kingdom is not of this world. And so um, these are the things that we have to understand, and it comes from reading the Word and studying the Word that clarity and the Holy Spirit coming upon one uh, that, you know, answers are found and that one can then make sense of the bigger picture. And, you know, I'm grateful for my relationship with you because you have both been seeking the truth for a very long time and have been confirming witness to the work that I do. And all of us have, you know, been treated by the the world in uh, just very con- condemned manner and in very highly opinionated, judgmental manner. Um, and you see now that after all these decades of us speaking about, elaborating about, you know, sharing these things, that it's, it's catching up, you know, that these things are now being found daily in the news, which, John, you do a very good job of covering all that. And so, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, and I, I'm tossing the mic over to Joy uh, in, in, a, in a couple of milliseconds, I think. But anyway, um, yeah. So, so what? What I'm, I, I, so can you imagine? And I know you can. So it's rhetorical. Doing this for like 12 years, and you know, you you learn things iteratively you know, necessarily get this full-blown download. And then you might hear the testimony of Phil Schneider. Like, I may have heard it. I know that, in fact, that I did hear it multiple times on multiple documentaries, on multiple YouTube channels, at least 12 years ago. But do you remember everything? No. The only reason that I happen to have that snippet is because – because of Elon Musk's Twitter, you know, what, what you think about him, it's irrelevant to me. I don't care. At the end of the day, I know that I'm getting data that is like there's this, I don't know, guy or girl that refer to themselves clandestinely as the Illuminati bot. And I'm like, I love that information because that person, they're like me. I guess they're unemployed because they got more time than who, you know, I don't know how they, you know, but they throw all kinds of really good information up there. And I'm like going, I've, I've heard this before. I've heard this before. I've heard this before. But I go back and I listen to it and I'm like, holy moly, I heard that 12 years ago and it's more relevant today than it's ever been. And I'm like, you know, because if you think about it, 
all the people out there, for as much as they figured out, I don't think anybody has linked it back to the fallen angels. As a matter of fact, you know, I, I want Joy to jump in, you know, almost immediately. But, but you know, we used to bring on Bob Fletcher a lot. And I, I think he might have passed away. But anyway, he would come on and talk about Planet X, and he was very dedicated to Planet X. You know, and he shifted gears in his career, and that's what he focused on 100%. And so, but he would always say, you know, no matter what, on every show, we had him on, I don't know, at least two times, maybe three. He would always say that they, you know, the evil cabal or whatever, they have to have the globe under control before Planet X gets here. He didn't get into the fallen angel problem, but you go back to Zechariah Sitchin, you go back to Ad- Admiral Harrington, you go back to all that kind of stuff, and, it, and it's no big secret in the writings that – you know, along with the arrival of Planet X, doesn't mean it's going to crash into the Earth or anything, but, I would, you know, once it, at some point in time, it's bringing to the Earth a whole bunch of fallen angels, okay? You know, so it's going to get, you know, and then have Phil Schneider kind of like tie that little ribbon on it. I was like, I'm, I'm, my mouth dropped open because, you know, it was all brought, brought back to my memory. Joy, did you want to jump in? I'm sure you do. I mean, this is awesome stuff. <laughs> Well, you know, I started writing about all this alien abduction and alien involvement that would be a part of the end of days, and definitely the alien UFO phenomena is going to escalate because I do believe that the extraterrestrial beings are going to be something that uh, can be used at the end of days, like I've always said, to give us advanced technology. And I believe that this promotion of transhumanism will be the agenda to promote that to get to the mark of the beast because getting humanity to be a part of advanced technology really to transcend the limits of like human evolution it's nothing like having your so-called space brothers show back up with this great intelligence factor and be able to offer something to humanity that's going to really philosophically scientifically and religiously merge humans with technology to the point that it will enhance not only our physical capabilities, I truly believe it will show that they can do something biologically to the human body that will be able to escape death because we know at the end of days it talks about that when the people take this mark of the beast that they will want to die, that they cannot die. And so when you look at what's going on right now, and this is why the new book that um, Zen hopefully will be able to tell us maybe when that this book is going to be able to be out because it's, it's there now. It is completed. But the reason I felt the need for this is because we were to the point right now of seeing something happen to promote us and push us to that mark of the beast. If you look at one of the most vital components of what the Great Reset is all about, and of course, Klaus Schwab, who actually founded the World Economic Forum, he has said all the time that this fourth industrial revolution is going to manifest itself by bringing together the physical body, digital as far as artificial intelligence, and biological identities. So in other words, what he actually said, his very words, is it's going to change what it means to be forever human. So this looks to me like that the nanotechnology that we be, that I actually wrote about back in my book, Eden, the Knowledge of Good and Evil 666, and then went on and expounded upon it in my, in my actually Beguile series, 
now there's actually even more technology that can be intertwined with the body in the form of all kinds of technology that are going to really create what what they themselves, the people that are involved in this, are calling post-humans. So this transhumanism is going to modify humans genetically. And so when you look at this, when people have always said, well, you know, if you take the mark of the beast, will God really condemn you forever into hell? Yes, he will. Do not do not believe any pastor who tells you, oh, God's going to forgive you, he'll let you slide. Because this is in Scripture, if you take that mark, you literally are going to enter the gates of hell. I think the reason it is, is because you are no longer created in God's image, therefore not allowing you to be able to seek salvation. Yes, they're going to be offering you the opportunity to reverse age, eradicate diseases, you know, extend your lifespan forever, but at the same time, bringing in what we call fallen angels and them trying to make it into their, you know, our space brothers. And we've heard, you know, the Vatican and the people in the Vatican clearly say, including the Pope, that they would baptize these people and that, you know, that God created these people that are out there and that, you know, there could be some level of uh, intelligence far exceeding ours. And we can see in in just the Pentagon releasing information to uh, our congressmen and Senate about what we're seeing in the skies over the world, not just over America, everywhere. And when we've got the top echelon of our intelligence and uh, 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 military units standing before national TV and saying, these things are increasing every day. They're all over the world. Every country is getting you know, their own little task forces to handle this because there are getting to be so many of them, and we don't know really what it is. It's not our allies. We can't be sure it's not our adversaries, but like I've always said on any radio show that we've talked about this, including yours, John, that if Russia and China owned that technology, they would be owning us today. North Korea have it, any of them. Germany have it. They would be ruling the world right now and taking every known resource they could get their hands on, but they're not doing that. So that tells you that the technology that's being recorded by our own militaries across the world is something that far exceeds what anything we can do as humans. If you let that show up and stand before us, and you've already got NASA who prepared a, a special person. They hired a special type of individual to handle when it's going to be revealed that there is life outside of humanity, and that being you know, something that's not like us. And so when you look at what they hired, they hired a priest to do that. So the intent is that they know that once it's proven that there is something here with us or something that's going to come from some space complete area that they're going to probably tell us it's from, and they have got some type of technology advancement, which we already have got on all the radars and things that we know that our military showed to our Congress people and, and so much more that was not shown. You can know that it's going to bring about people going, oh, my gosh, they're going to freak. You know, they will listen to whatever the authorities tell them. And and my concern has always been, just like with going through the pandemic, pandemic, people panicked. You get these ships showing up in our skies, which we clearly see already 
from what our militaries around the world are showing pictures of. And they're already saying they're faster. We don't know what they are. And then when they show up and there's nothing we can do to stop it, can you imagine what people would do if you said, look, you've got to come in. You've got to get this. If, we, if you put this mark on you, if you get this today, this is going to give you this, this, and this, and this. Or if they show up and say, we've come to save you. This is what you've got to do. And I think the thing that really concerns me really most about this is in the biblical account, we were told that during the days of Noah, there apparently was something that was going on that was not correct. You know, and we, because we've researched it like we have, we know there was a genetic problem coming out of Eden with two seed lines. So clearly there was a transhuman problem back in the days of Noah because Genesis 6-9 describes Noah as being perfect in his generations. And if you look at Noah's genetic lineage, it was literally uncorrupted by the sons of God, which we know were the fallen angels who mated with the human women to really produce a race of giants. And if you look at that, and you see today that the big push is for this post-human species to somehow gain redemption over anything that has ever been prior or after the flood, after all that was wiped off, then Scripture fulfills it says. It says it will be as it was in the days of Noah. And I think that's the thing that really started triggering me uh, as I was writing this book that I'm, that I'm hoping is going to be out really in the next month. Because when I went back and looked, how was it that this all got tied together and trying to put it like in perspective of, the, of something being able to connect to us? And, of course, the pineal gland, if we look at what the pineal gland is, it is it is really not a secret that this this gland exists in our forehead. But the problem is there was so much secrecy about its complete Function And when I went back and looked, at even in the medical literature, trying to get a really great understanding, I found out that your medical students are being told that it's kind of like a disused, no longer important organ in the body. But when you look at the science involved in it, that pineal gland, which we know is, is a third eye, is like a workable eye in your head. And lizards, it works perfectly in, in lizard sites like that. So when I started looking and going back and looking at the, the details on it, you can find things like back in Freemasonry, the, the, the talk about the vision of the Cyclops eye. That's something that Hitler was so involved with. I mean, there, And I mentioned that in, in my book, Eating the Knowledge of Good and Evil 666, because I wanted people to understand how all that ties all the way back to these secret societies. You know, the Egyptian tradition, they called it the Eye of Horus. You know, you had... The Asian world called it the third eye, which was clairvoyance, intuition, the gate of paradise. So there's all these things that have been going on that clearly somebody's been messing with. And there's always been this question, why, were we, why do we have fluoride in our water? What is, what is the reason for trying to make the pineal gland do something very strange and indifferent? And I think that if you look at everything, I mean, even the Vatican has the pineapple representing the pineal gland, you can look at Babylonians, you can look at the um, the pine cone on the walls of the pyramids, the hieroglyphics have it. 
But the biggest thing is when I started looking at like the substance this pineal gland actually gets puts out, it's been known as a spirit molecule because it's involved in rapid eye movement. And I think that's most important because this substance is called DMT. When DMT is is in this, it, 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 when it when it vibrates, there's certain bands that you can put it in, like alpha and beta bands. And you can actually increase signal diversity and change the brain's activity. And then if you put that vibration activity within delta and theta frequency, it actually correlates with the peak experiences when you have this eye-closed visual component of REM sleep. So I'm like, okay, if somebody wants to play games with us and use things and make us believe things, what is the best way to connect to us and be able to remotely control the body? And to me, if you look at the fact that um, uh, this DMT can do these kinds of things, and just let's just say you take a person and put them in the hospital and you give them intravenous DMT, they have what's called a breakthrough experience. You want to know what, it's, what, it, what they see? They have a sense of entering into an entirely other real-world dimension. And in that state, people literally describe encounters with entities and presences. And they'll say, it's like I was not in a dream. It was like they were actually in another world. If that's the case, the ability to manipulate us at a distance using this uh, Neuralink that we would connect the brain up with uh, satellites, Starlink satellites that Elon Musk has, and then you connect everybody for a universal consciousness, the biggest thing that I came across was that our DNA is like liquid light. It is literally composed of this substance that can exchange information in the body, like it's a receiver. So it's like being picked up like radio waves transmitted through our bodies, and it can modify all the informational structure to the core of us, to the very cell. So just as the pineal gland can act like a receiver and a decoder of information from the higher realms, Everything in our body can be altered by using just subtle electromagnetic field energy of information. And I was always taught in school that a sound mind and sound body go together. So you've got the pineal gland, you've got the body working together, and now you've got people who have capability to tap to us. And so that's why when I put together this book, I wanted people to know, and I'm revealing, and just be smart, some of the highest advanced technology is going to be used globally to control mankind through your pineal gland to the seat of your soul and how that DNA is absolutely the new oil in this fourth industrial revolution because it's been designed to cre actually create a great reset of humanity. And being able to connect us to this artificial intelligence through brain interface, we're going to we're going to get into universal collective consciousness. And the reason it is is because they're taking you back to the Tower of Babel. Everybody was thinking the same thing, and you can control the crowd that way. So, yes, this is all leading up, and everything about the alien agenda probably will be used to make people even want 
to do this that much more. And, you know, I, I hate to say if a pandemic would do what it did, imagine seeing UFOs and aliens and you've got NASA telling you it's real and you've got their priests coming out and you've got these people saying, you know, you can live forever in this state. All you've got to do is this, this, and this. Or, because it's a choice, we're going to cut your head off because we can't afford everybody not to go in this direction. Most people will not have their head cut off. And the moment they take that mark of the beast, from what my work is showing, that once that electromagnetic frequency does this biocoded data within you and changes you from being human into a transhuman, your chances of ever getting into the gates of paradise go to zero. You are going to bust hell's gates wide open. I'll share something. <clears throat> so um, in my research, and uh, it may not be stuff that I don't know. I just don't know whether or not it's anything that you've touched upon, Joy or Zen, but I can tell you that I have. Um, and I'm not claiming 100% accuracy, plus or minus whatever percent. Who knows? Uh, could be pretty wide. But I will say this. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I do a lot of, Zen, Zen has known this for years, is I study prophecies, dreams, and visions. But we all prophesy in part. We all see through the mirror dimly. And so, and God, God also relents. Um, it's all over. You've got to use your New King James or your Amplified, and you search, do a word study on the word R-E-L-E-N-T, relent. All right, which basically means he changes his mind. Now, all that being said, there's my disclaimer. Now, I have known for quite some time that they're going to – that the movies are being used prophetically. Now, most folks will say that they are front-loading people. Maybe so. I think a more advanced understanding for those of us who are truly aware of what's coming is that Titus 1, verse 15 says, To the pure, all things are pure, which aligns with the scripture where it says – I will rise at midnight to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. So our heavenly Father, and that aligns to so many other scriptures, and I'm not going to go into a scripture expose here, but they all have harmony. Um, anyway, all that being said, I've known for quite some time that there will that the movie uh, uh, Some of All Fears is highly prophetic, that the TV series, uh, now I know Zen knows that the, uh, and they just played this, they just made it available on Prime again, uh, V for Visitors is now a hot topic on Prime TV, um, mm -hmm. Amazon Prime. But also, um, so so some of all fears is a ground-based nuclear bomb being set off. But in reality, when you study the prophecies and such associated with that, which there are many, it includes about, oh, I don't know, eight locations, give or take, uh, major cities all around the coast including Washington, D.C., by the way. They're going to take out – they're going to nuke uh, – ground-based nuke um, pretty much Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, uh, Dallas, Houston, Atlanta, uh, Washington, D.C., and New York City and Chicago. Chicago is going to be the kickoff event. They're going to take out Chicago first to, and blame it on Russia, and then they're going to start World War III. It's going to be irreversible at that point, and it'll be full-blown World War III. We're talking about – it's going to be nuclear, nuclear things involved. Now, anybody who understands nuclear warfare – and for whatever reason, maybe it was because I was affected by Three Mile Island, I was a kid, I had to evacuate, 
You know, it was a big deal in my life, and I became a little bit of a nuclear expert, okay, for what it's worth. It was always a fascination, and so, of course, I read, 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 and all that. Now, if you know about nuclear war, even small ones, if Pakistan and India went at it, went at each other with nuclear weapons, the radioactive fallout would be enough to cast the entire Earth into what's known as a nuclear winter and essentially wipe out the entire population of the Earth. So I thought to myself, as I was seeing all of these prophecies and evidence of it in the Bible, by the way, it's, it's in First or Second Peter where it talks about the elements will be melted, and elements do not melt unless there is a nuclear fissile reaction, period, end of story. You cannot melt an element unless it's nuclear. So it, that's what it's referring to, fervent heat, nuclear melting elements. Now, and there's other things, too. The, the sky rolling up like a, like a uh, scroll is – just watch your Bikini Island videos. It, it's nuclear. Now, I thought to myself, and I, tr I was very troubled by this because I knew the results of nuclear war. And I said, well, if, you know, if, 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 if the TV series Jericho is prophetic, which it is, and you know, some of all fears is prophetic, which it is, um, and all these other things that people have prophesied are you – know, how can the Earth survive? I mean, because we've got to have three and a half years of kind of like hell on Earth, right, for the Revelation 13 beast government to be established and the ruling uh, – you know, I don't like to say rule and reign, but essentially Satan's going to run the Earth and try to pretend like he's God. Now, all that being said, without getting into all the details of stuff, I wondered to myself, how in the world could all these nuclear bombs go off? And the earth still exists such that Satan, I'm just going to keep it simple and call it Satan, that Satan would be able to establish the Revelation 13 beast government three and a half years of existence would continue forward, as the Bible says. And then, believe it or not, out of the clear blue sky, I get a communication from somebody. The person, unfortunately, as we know, was a new age, you know, I'm going to tell you, was a new ager, but it, one of the things we know from the New Agers is that they stay very closely in communication, call it channeling, call it whatever you want to, with the fallen angelic beings. This person was explained, it was explained to this individual that once these nuclear bombs start to go off, these ETs, otherworldly beings are going to show up in very large motherships, and they are going to vacuum up with their motherships. They're going to vacuum up all of the nuclear fallout, which, by the way, is absolutely saving humanity because the Earth would die. It would not survive. And there isn't a scientist out there that would debate it. So I thought – because I was really troubled. I was like, how in the world can you have a three-and-a-half-year great tribulation period and all this other stuff is supposed to happen in the Bible, but yet there's these endless prophecies and even Bible scripture and everything pointing to nuclear events, movies. It's endless, it, you know, and I, I just couldn't reconcile it. And then all of a sudden I get that link, and it's like – this this person who was really into channeling and talking to the fallen angels was like, oh, yeah, they're going to send large motherships. They're going to cruise them around the, the atmosphere of the Earth, and they're going to suck up all of the nuclear radiation and fallout and restore the atmosphere of the Earth to, you know, again, pointing themselves off like saviors. I thought you guys would get a kick out of that because that was, that was life-changing for me because I really could not reconcile nuclear bombs going off 
and three and a half years of beast government time. It just didn't add up. But anyway, I thought I'd toss that over the wall to you because I find that highly feasible given um, Arthur C. Clarke's comment, any sufficiently advanced technology uh, is indistinguishable from magic, according to Arthur C. Clarke, and we all know who he is. But anyway, I thought I'd toss that out there. Zen, did you want to grab grab the mic? Uh, sure. Um, let me just, Dr. Joy, really quickly, um, I will find out from Joy with regard to, um, you, you know, as long as the cover and everything is done, uh, we can go ahead and get the proof and have the book, you know, published. So that shouldn't be an issue. I just need to check with her to be, see where it, um, I've been busy on this second book of the series that I've been working on and I should be done like within days myself so uh, and I know that we should have time to get copies before the upcoming conference so but in, good, in good. Regard- so it's, uh, it, it, you've, uh, she's had it for a while so it should be ready yeah okay um, I know that y'all were trying to finish the the cover um, and that was the only you know discrepancy that was holding it back but uh, I will find out and make sure to get it all settled. But uh, with regard, because I know we're quickly running out of time, uh, again, with regard to, you know, the fallen angels and even the clip of what you had played at the very beginning of the show uh, with Phil Schneider, and for people that are not familiar with his story and who he was and, uh, you know, also that he was silent in order to to squash his story and that it's been really uh, disappeared, uh, that he was a, a whistleblowing hero, you know, to come out and to, because he knew he was putting his life on the line to speak about what he did and how the incidents of how for the government they used to create the and build these deep underground bases and then he would drop down into these holes to check and to measure the density of rock and then to decide on uh, what to use to, you know, blast further into the interior. Um, and then for them to have come across already existing base and uh, how the fallen angels, the demons were, were there and there was this shootout and that he had, you know, some of his fingers blasted off. And the wound that he carried, I mean, it's undeniable uh, how something like that could even occur. But it was a testament to what he was talking about in there being a shootout between special forces and these fallen angels, demonic entities. And this is not, you know, the only story of this kind of thing occurring. John, you and I, we covered a long time ago the whole story of the Chilean miner and how they also had tunneled into an area where there was already established, uh, you know, the deep underground bases where the fallen angel, the entities of Chilean life forms were, you know, living. Uh, and then we did the whole show of the Farsight Institute and the the establishment of the the Great Pyramids and how there was these praying mantis type 
entities, same kind of reptilian. And this, you know, again, connects to the Bible, even though people think, you know, what I'm saying is absolutely insane right now. But the Satan is a feathered serpent. He is mentioned as being that ancient dragon. Uh, it is he and these other dragon-like entities that were worshipped in antediluvian times. And so their presence here is very ancient, and they have been here longer than we have. And that's something, that's a fact. That's something that people have to accept if they're going to understand the reality of the situation uh, and of what we are, you know, connected to and dealing with. Because the Emerald Tablets tell us that these beings have entered into the councils of man and that they rule over and that they uh, are leading, guiding the fate and destiny of this world. Um, and it's because Satan is, as that, you know, feathered serpent, the Viracocha, Kukulkan, Quetzalcoatl, um, the plumed serpent, he is the prince of the air. He's been given temporary reign, temporary authority over this world and will continue to utilize it with legion to wage war and divide with the holy angels over the souls of humanity in trying to influence and guide and direct the world towards this new world, one world order, which the Bible tells us will be established at the end of days with his the the reign of Apollyon Abaddon. And so these things aren't just fairy tales. I mean, that whole sci-fi miniseries, Childhood End, shows us uh, how uh, these particular entities, um, that they are able to, you know, end war and bring forth these medicines and cure diseases. And all, even the Bible tells us that he's going to be able to you know, do wonders and call down fire from heaven. Uh, very strange, what seemed to be miraculous type things. And so, the and Christ tells us of, you know, as in the days of Noah, which uh, we are that fig tree generation. We are that generation that will see all these things come to pass and scripture being fulfilled. But you have to understand the beginning. In order to understand the end, uh, as Amen. Dr. George's series, you know, from Eden to Armageddon, from the Garden you know, to uh, to Revelation, uh, Genesis to Revelation, it's important. You can't just skip the Old Testament and go to the Book of Matthew and make sense of, you know, the movie when you've missed out on so much of it. it you have to understand the story in order to make sense of even what we are contending with with regards to the archons, the powers, the principalities, the rulers of darkness and the spiritual wickedness in high places. And, you know, that's what we have been exposing for a very long time. But I don't want to, you know, Dr. John, I want to give you a chance to, because I know we're nearing the end, but uh, it's important to understand, again, Ephesians 6 and to make sense of Genesis 6 
and the bloodline, the war, the wheat and the tear, the goat and the sheep, all that is critical right. if you want to make sense of the scriptures. Yeah, yeah real I quick agree. before totally you close the show, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to let you close the show, and I've got to inject this. And then I need – and please do close the show up for us, Joy. Um, but real quick – if you go to Prime Video, for those of you who have access to Prime Video on Amazon, and you type in the underground, the underground, colon, director's cut, it is a full, full-length documentary on the Phil Schneider story, and it's mind-blowing. Okay, you will even see a Nordic alien being in a photograph that he will hold up and show you. All right, so anyway, um, Joy, back to you. Well, you know, I think it's fun that people think about angels as being, you know, kind of this thing that you won't have an angel visit you. But, you know, the Bible really does warn us that the, many of the angels are evil and that they deliberately chose to reject God and the goodness that he provided them as their father in heaven. So it is really dangerous when you start thinking about if these fallen angels are parading like uh, the UFO phenomena and the alien situation that we've got to be able to be very vigilant because there is some major differences between good angels and fallen angels. And the fact that um, many people may want to seek communication from these types of beings, we know that they're actually opening a door to demonic control. So to me, I think that's why you have to understand that God said you don't really need to be receiving messages from spirits. Even though people think it's exciting, it's very deceptive. And um, I think that that's one of the things that if people don't understand, like we've been trying to explain, that these entities that they're trying to say are aliens are, in fact, fallen angels. Once you can get that in your mind, then you won't be so deceived by whatever the grand and glorious appearing that they're going to bring and manifest, even bringing fire down from heaven, it says, according to what the Antichrist can do, there's going to be some pretty outstanding things that's going to be going on that's very convincing. But if you always know in the back of your mind it is not some alien from another planet that's thousands of years more advanced than us and that is just literally fallen angels coming here to serve their father, Satan, and help the Antichrist and false prophet and the great dragon do what they're going to do at the end of days, and you're very aware of that, then you won't fall victim to this because that's where we're headed is the victimization of a lot of people because they are not studying this. They don't pay attention to it. They think it's conspiracy. They don't want to believe that something so tragic can happen and in some way God is a good God. He loves everybody, and he gets us. He gets us because we were made in his image, but he gave us a manual called the Bible, and you need to read it. And you need to read word by word and get a great understanding for yourself because as we get to the end of all of this, the truth becomes a lie, and the lie becomes the truth. So there's going to be a time when you cannot really distinguish truth from lies, and we've never lived in a society like we're living today when there are so many lies going on around us being sold to us as truth. The one thing that you can always be assured of, go back and get a King James Version or earlier, keep it in your house. Do not go to these newer versions. Try to learn to read the older versions so that you are not misled by the new push 
of this new Jesus is going to come on the scene because it's going to be a new Jesus. He gets you. And that's not the Jesus that we know that's coming back. So uh, I just wanted to really make people aware that spiritual guidance comes from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, not from aliens. I don't care where they say they're from, Pleiades, wherever they want to say. Those are fallen angels. They've been here with us from the beginning. And they're coming back to do nothing but destroy humanity and take as many souls into hell with them as they can. It is up to you because only you can save yourself. Choose Jesus Christ. Choose wisely and do it. Don't wait. Do it tonight. Make things right with your Father in heaven. And I'd like to close with what I always do, and that's the Lord's Prayer. And if you would just bow your heads and say this prayer along with me, I pray that you find Jesus Christ, that he blesses you, and in every way, form, and fashion that you choose him, and you teach others around you so that they will know the saving grace during these days that we're headed for. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Praise God. Yeah, no, wow. Um, Really powerful program, and I think we touched on some... um, Wow. Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, just about every every aspect of this whole dynamic that is imminently approaching uh, kind of like faster than we thought. I mean, I mean, all we have to do is just momentarily reflect on all of the dialogue that was coming out of the Pentagon. Uh, you know, it, it was bur- it was little bits and pieces and bursts and easy for them to confirm or deny one way or the other. But. There was much chatter out there in the internetosphere, let's say, uh, in regard to the two objects that they were chasing over Mount Huron. And the concept, by the way, there was an article from the Pentagon almost uh, within three days of the fiasco associated with the F-22 shooting down the two additional objects that were not Chinese objects and uh, much speculation that they were alien probes. Now, I told people on the radio show that there was no way it was alien spacecraft because those things can outrun a missile in a snap of a finger. Um, but probes, that's a different story. And then three days later, there, you know, give or take a day or two, uh, there was a release out of the Pentagon that said the Pentagon's UFO chief, that's what they referred to the person's name as, you know, or whatever. And I think they mentioned his name, but that's they right. said the UFO chief of the Pentagon has reason to believe, and, and I am paraphrasing, that there is a mothership out in our solar system. And I'm like, you know, anybody who knows what's going on out there and has done any homework at all knows that there's a whole bunch of gigantic, you know, motherships in our solar system. You can't see them until they get around the sun. But anyway, the point is the fact that the the Pentagon chief would announce that, you know, just a few days after they shot down these two, you know, 
arguably probes. And that does make sense. I mean, it does make sense that if you, I mean, come on, I mean, really, uh, if you want to get past the atmosphere, you don't want to have any blockage of the atmosphere and you want to lay out the land and you want to use, you would want to use probes to do it. Uh, and, um, so technologically speaking, it makes a lot of sense. And it also, I don't know, it kind of sends the message to people like us that we might be getting closer to some of these really big events that are biblical. Yeah. I agree totally yeah. with Zen that that in in 2 Thessalonians 2:11b where it says and I God send a strong delusion so that they will believe the lie. I believe now a lot of people hypothesize they say, they're all over the road. They say things like well, I think that that has to do with the behavior of the church. I think that has to do with once saved always saved. I think that has to do with this that and the other thing and I'm like I don't you know, I think that has to do with one thing, that they're coming here to tell everybody on earth that they are our creators and to knock off all the warring with one another and to establish a nice, peaceful, satanic time machine movie where they eat us underground and the people walk around in orange handing out posies during the day. I mean, I'm sorry, but all these movies seem to tell a story and I have a terrible feeling that's the way it's going to turn out. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I hope I'm with you. I, I think all three of us hope that we get to watch all of that from the portal up in heaven. Praise <laughs> God. The, uh, what do they call it? The cloud of witnesses? Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. I, I, I mean, like, wow, I mean what? John, I do not want to be here when that stuff's going on. I'm going to oh, stay no. out of and pray that no, that I'm, catching I'm, away is quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I want to be up at the cloud of witnesses going like, oh, look, I was wrong again. I thought it was, you know. <laughs> oh, well, you know, whatever. Oh, good. But God bless you guys for joining us tonight. Always a very, very interesting program covering a very diverse range of topics, tying bows on uh, information that we've all been privy to for well over a decade and having, you know, seeing how it's kind of aligning to the things that we're seeing empirically occur across the earth today. Um, thank you both very much for joining us tonight. God bless you. Thank you, Zen. Thank you, Dr. Joy. Thank you, too, John. Oh, great, I love you both. Love you both. Stop All right. Yeah, I love you guys. I, I look forward Hey, hey, Zen, be sure to take advantage of one of these programs. If you got another up, you know, if you got a conference or something lined up, why don't you go ahead and just tell people that right now? And if you don't have it lined up yet, we'll just do it on the next show. But do you oh, have something yeah. scheduled? Sacredwordrevealed.com. Uh, you can find out about the conference, Dr. Joy and I, uh, Gary Wayne, my son, um, Diane Cover, Brett Thomas, uh, um, Zach Mason on Prophecies and Dreams. Uh, you can just go to that website. It's May 26th through the 28th. Going to be here in uh, Dunwoody, Georgia. Uh, we'd love for you know anybody that could join us that wants to uh, just go check out the website. And uh, there's going to be a number of awesome speakers and presenters. And uh, yeah, just check out that website and find out all your information. You can also go to sacredwordpublishing.com to find links. Sacredwordrevealed.com. 
sacredwordreveal.com. Yes, yeah. awesome. That's an awesome opportunity, folks. And, you know, we have Gary join us, uh, you know, for a uh, little bit of a teaching, you know, ours worth of teaching every every month, and you already are aware. So you'll know the caliber right there just based on that of the of the speakers that will be present, and you have two of them right here on the program as well. So anyway, God bless you all. Again, sacredwordrevealed.com. Sign up. Go if you can. Uh, you will not be disappointed. That I can promise you. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So thank you all for joining us tonight. I love you guys. I'll see you next month. All right. Love Amen. You. Sounds great, John. Hang love there. you. Love hey, 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 uh, duck, the tr- duck the trans bullets. <laughs> Watch where you wear your <laughs> Jesus shirts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> I know, right? God bless you all. Thank you so much. We'll see you all on this Wednesday, 7 p.m., Lord willing. Bye, Zen. Bye, Joyce. Bye.
Shall see my glory 